Newman, are you trying to destroy Vasilia? <laughs> so what? But first, I will begin by destroying all of Mars! Guntail. Since the dawn of history, human beings have realized various forms of energy. Civilizations have progressed with them. So where does such energy like Metatron lead our civilization? Destruction! Destruction to end all! The universe and human subconscious are willing their own end! Stop! Take this, Dingo! Look, this is the will of Metatron! Can you stop me, Dingo? Crap! Uh, <laughs> how long are your? How long are these opening songs? You <laughs> <laughs> <It's> too much. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, this is episode one eighty one of Gundam at MAHQ. I guess now live. That's our new format. Is live, and then this episode we're going to be. Um, Looking at Zone of the Enders, not only the anime, but also the games. And uh, Silver originally only wanted to do two out of the three games, so we've said we'll probably do all three. So, um, <laughs> overruled. <laughs> overruled, yes. And we'll also be talking Silver, about. Silver, the- why, why do you hate the GBA? Oh, I just, I just have a bias against handhelds. <gasps> F them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why, why are you biased? I, I'm hateful. I'm just, I'm born yeah. hateful, guys. That's me. <clears throat> So we'll be. Why don't you review more Super Robots? I know. Uh, yeah, you should be on the Super Robots. <laughs> How can you Everything call yourself a mecha so fan without this? Woo! Yo, exposed. <laughs> but but um, we'll also be doing the. Hashtag uh, open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> we'll be discussing the Zone of the Enders animes also, but we also have two special guests. I'm trying to go to this, but we just rapid-fire succession of beating down Soul Bro. I know it's easy, but, you know, hey. Um, but joining us in this discussion is going to be uh, Archetype Z- uh, Saber and uh, Sixer Mason. Say hello, guys. Hello. Good evening, morning, gentlemen. Good evening, morning. There you go. So, guys, anything as I'm walking over to the um, the Lady news King guy Memorial news desk? Yes, 
<laughs> well, right now we're just going to call it the news desk because we have some revelations that have come up that we need to see if we can keep his uh, the status. It's no problem, being... comrade. He's Larry King. He's good guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, this might. It, He's a good it, friend to us. By next episode, this could be the you know the world McAvoy presented to you by Doritos and uh, Febreze news desk. So hopefully, but um. Guys, anything as I'm sauntering over, actually doing the goose step over? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, they didn't goose step. They did that little crazy Russian dance. Yes. Russian it's no problem. FSB won't sponsor your news desk. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you, like, be on the safe side and just, just rename it to the uh, J. Jonah Jameson Memorial News Desk? <laughs> the, oh, or I could call it the Member Berries News Desk. <laughs> oh my god so but um alright well the first one he, we have here is and always you can always post news I'm still rusty on this at the newest listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mechatalk forum and wow things are coming back to the way they've always been mm-hmm. Bent Noir is our first poster and he comes at us with some robot apocalypse news so hit it soul bro Oh, Robot Apocalypse? Oh, man. Yeah. You can't yeah, go. It's, go, it's, go, it's, go. Yeah, you, you got to be on the time. Let, let's, do this, let's do this over again. Let's, right, let's right, right. take it yeah, from the top. Let's take it from the top. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Fuck go it. Ahead. We're going to do it live. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the first ahead. one here is from uh, Vent Noir, and the first offering he's got is he's starting off with one of our favorites and one of the scariest, the Robot Apocalypse news. Solbro? Oh, here we go. I had it. Uh, here we go. <laughs> it's going, it's going. <laughs> what a mess. All right. And this one actually comes this actually comes from uh post in uh, in uh Gizmodo and it looks like scientists. They must be evil scientists, but they've created a robotic terminator mm-hmm. to hunt Darwin's nightmare fish. Yes. There you go. Dream and you know what that true. means. <laughs> yes, yes. They, Hordes of lionfish are roaming the Atlantic for several decades now, and they have a ferocious appetite and lack of predators. Mm-hmm. So what's the best thing to do? A terminator for the lionfish. But of course. Yes. Yes. And, uh, oh, one of the, and, oh, this is not good. One of the guys that helped do this is the iRobot CEO, and iRobot makes Roombas. Hmm. I need to, <laughs> I need to keep my eyes open on this one. So uh, him and his wife. iRobot soon uh, to uh, rename itself as Skynet for its IPO. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, they, ba- they basically have created a uh, little robot that can eat, um, eat these fish. And, man, it doesn't look like much, but uh, it's definitely going to be. Uh, and they go into, like, what the lionfish are eating and stuff like that. But what's the most important thing is, is now the seas are unsafe. The skies are unsafe. The floors are unsafe with ro- Roombas with cats riding on them in shark costumes. This is just the whole thing. Now we're probably going to have uh, gerbils in lionfish costumes uh, riding on Roombas. So, thank you, Mr. the Moon. Your soul. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your submission. Oh man, Philly Gundam fan comes back with some of our favorite news. Oh, Surbay's news alert. Come oh, on, Soulbro. Oh my God. Oh, here we go. Got it. Keep it. you on your toes, there, son. Michael Bay. Oh my god, that's There you go. Take it away, sir. And on Sir Bay's Instagram, he's posted a picture of a camera 
that they've named Bayman, Bayum, Bayum. What? <laughs> they've created. They've cre- <laughs> if you go to Michael Bay Red, the, the Michael Bay Red camera. It's like it's the lightest, most advanced held home motion picture camera in the world, mm-hmm. and it. And it's uh, now they're using it right now for filming Transformers in the UK, and it's green. And you got to look at the th- you got to look at the post. It's it's the best thing about it. Oh, it's just Bayham on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Bayham! <laughs> it's unique in that if you point it at something, it'll explode. Yeah, <laughs> and and record it at the same time. So yeah. it's, it's dual purpose. Fantastic. Shouldn't they have called it the Bayham off? No, Bayham's probably better, but. <laughs> Behemoth. Nice try, Ben. Nice try. Be- Be- could be probably the sister camera. <laughs> there you go. So thank you, Mr. Philly and Gundam fan, for your submission. Uh, ooh, the next one here is, comes from EA Net, dude. And I actually think uh, he really thought of Chris when um, he posted this one here. I guess there was um, an internet poll, one of the most scientific polls there are, anything on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, error rate of zero. Um, and the, the question was, is what is the next universal century anime for in Gundam that fans would want to see? Oh man. Now at 13%, bringing up the rear, it was a brand new work. I don't know what that, I don't remember reading that manga, but you know, Hey, <laughs> I'm joking. A brand new work. Oh boy. The that was one. the, that was the sequel to Gundam. So say <laughs> <laughs> a brand new work. <laughs> Coming after that at 19% is a unicorn sequel. Yeah, more Jueg. Jueg Mark II. Yes. <laughs> more banana. And, and oh, coming boy. in in second place, yeah. The second place at 29% was Hathaway's Flash. There yes, everybody's favorite idiot child. Um, and coming up, number one for probably what, the millionth year in a row now is at 39% is one of Chris's um, favorites, Crossbone Gundam. Yes, Pirate Gundams. Chris, how excited are you about this poll? Because this definitely means that Crossbone's coming, right? I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. (laughs) Truly a modern Shakespeare. Yes, exactly. I'm sure they're pretty worse things than uh, Pirates. And uh, yeah, Crossbone. <laughs> um, have you read the manga? Well, I know we did. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> you were the one that said that. Well, I, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you a little homework. Mm-hmm. Read the manga, and come back a little bit later and give us a book report. It's not that it's. Awful. awful it's just it's so vastly overrated yeah yeah but i mean it's, 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 it's certainly stuff in, in in gundam's history that could be worse than a crossbone anime the uh the uc timeline gets rather uninteresting for me when you get around the f91 era it's all kind of nonsense at that point what, a, what about victory though yeah. with, with the guillotines and shit yeah, <laughs> and space motorcycles. Space motorcycles. Space motorcycles. It wasn't wackier than. Oh my god! Seeing a young boy's mother's head get lopped off and fly yeah. through the air like a kickoff. <laughs> Yo, I was sold, bro. Evaporating uh, swimsuit models with yes. a swimsuit. and dogs with normal suits. Let's go. And always bro. remember the weak point of large battleships that have large tires in them is those large tires, That's not the bridge, but it's those no. tires. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll learn a lot in that. Makes all the sense of the world. <laughs> it does. Thank you, Mr. E. Netu, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from Philly Gundam fan. And this is some gaming news. There's going to Bandai Namco reveals that Gundam versus PS4 game is going to be coming out um, in celebration of the 15th anniversary of the Gundam versus series. And it's going to feature many mobile suits, including Unicorn, Barbados, and, or Barbados, I mean, mm-hmm. and the full armor Gundam. Nothing about the Jew egg. Man, that would have been great for that Unicorn sequel. Hey, Neo, and what, uh, What's the the cool title for this video game? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me let me open it up here, and I'm going to keep people in suspense. <clears throat> <laughs> it is called simply titled Gundam Versus. There you go, simplicity, baby. Simplicity. Yes. The game they thought would never happen, but Gundam yeah. Versus, just like Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but bad. we don't speak of this game. Unlike other games in the series, and I'm quoting somebody on this, mm-hmm. Gundam Versus is not adapted from an arcade game, but was developed with the PS, PlayStation 4 console in mind. It was. And it will contain the series' familiar two-on-two battles mm-hmm. and, and have other game modes. Is there a kill the, kill the soul bro mode? Oh, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> or, is, or is that just the two-on-two <laughs> modes? <laughs> That's usually the two-on-two modes, which I'm glad, and, which I'm glad are back because they, they recently ported a... They made a game for the Vita that uh, wasn't. Well, thank you for stealing the news there, Solbro. Because (laughs) I was just gonna—I mean, it wouldn't be—it wouldn't be the news news without the Solbro. Yeah. Well, I I was gonna finish up the article here uh, that's off the Anime News Network. Of course, Mm -hmm. they said the latest arcade installment is Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on, Mm -hmm. which was released on March 9th. But the series' latest non-arcade installment is Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam Extreme versus Force, and it was shipped for the PlayStation Vita in Japan in the, on December twenty-third, oh, which will be. Oh so. yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> so. Snapping the Gundam versus. Snapping to the Gundam versus. They um yeah that that game didn't go over super well. I know a few people that do enjoy it because it's uh, not a super robot game. Nah. Why, why are you saying on more super robots? Nah, oh, bro. It was it, mainly it was it was just like because it didn't really have uh it wasn't multi- it didn't have multiplayer. For the most part, not oh. not in the world, not the way that the arcade version was, because the arcade version is revered because it's team battles, and um, that's why people enjoy the game so much because there's a dynamic between two players on against two players. So people wanted been wanting a port of Maxi Boost on for a while now, but since that's not going to happen, they decided to go and make an original entry for the PS4, and it's supposed it, they, they confirmed that it's two on two. We don't know if it's going to be kind of a reboot of the roster. I'm assuming it is because why not make a shit ton of money off a of DLC by releasing all these other. Fo- uh, freaking mobile suits uh, to be bought, which I'm not going to enjoy fucking being milked for that shit. But I'm glad that the new Versus game is coming out for, uh, for PS4, so that way we can, you know, kind of get sessions going for uh, verse- EX versus the Gundam Nation, which I got to take the EX off now. <laughs> yeah, this is Versus. It's just Versus the Gundam Nation now. Versus so, the Gundam Nation. So I got to yeah, change yeah. the goddamn hashtag, but at least it's shorter now. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, Silver, are you lining up to buy the DLC uh, Age FX? Age effects? <laughs> Probably not. At least not off the bat. But uh, are, you, are you gonna line up to get the um, G self? Oh fuck no! <laughs> it's from the best Gundam show ever. That if you didn't like it, it's just because your brain was too small to process its glory. Oh my god! Yo, fun fact by the way, if you're going to. Uh, I think Anime Weekend Atlanta. Shout out to Tsunami on Twitter. He hit me up with uh, uh, info that they have a panel. 
for G Reco happening at an anime week in Atlanta at the end of this month. And they call it uh, Gundam and Reconquista, Gundam uh, G and Reconquista, whatever the name of the show is, uh, <laughs> Reconquista and G. Um, they're having a panel for it and they call it, they're calling it G Reco, but Reco is spelled W R E C K O. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be too yeah, kind. Yeah, sounds about show. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you go into Anime Week in Atlanta, please let me know how that panel went. Probably biased, just like A N. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really thrilled about the um, the Gundam versus game that's coming out. And if you got a PS4, I will see you next year. I'm assuming it comes out possibly. Uh, hopefully, there'll be an English version like uh, Extreme Versus Force. But if there isn't, it's easily importable. And PS4s play import games, so I'll let you guys know the Versus series is really cool. And I, uh, this game's getting an overhaul graphically. And um, it should be impressive. I can't wait to see more footage. So, well, you hope it's getting an overall graphic. No, no, it is. It's, it's on. A, it's on a, a, a graphics engine called the Fox Engine, which is what I believe they use in a uh, Battlefield One, uh, as well as uh, the, the previous Battlefield games, and I believe also in a uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I could be wrong. But Did you possibly mean the Frostbite engine? Oh, that let me fix my face. Because yeah. Fox, <laughs> Fox, It's like, wait a second. Oh my god, the Fox. Yeah, was... that, that engine's been. Been reduced to uh, pachinko game cutscenes. Ah. So. <laughs> so the fun, I, I, and I, at zombie games. Let me fix my face. I'm not. I'm real. Not really the the. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm no um, authority when it comes to gaming, but I know it's a it's a it's a pretty revered uh, uh, graphics engine, it's, and they're utilizing it's frostbite. It. Yeah, it's it's frostbite, but it makes uh, the buildings fall down. That's great. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. It was you. Uh, also, uh, Wyatt also agrees. He says Fox Fox engine was used for MGS five and that was a pretty impressive looking game so um, I mean you had you had one letter right so that's that counts for <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> something I suppose and then this in the beginning phonetic sound f- yeah <laughs> so I'm I mean just... we gotta we gotta take some positives out of you know the negatives oh, there you go continuously being uh, I'll just but... let my ass down <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there you go for everybody well, thank you Mr. Philly Gundam fan for your submission and the last one here. We started with Vent Noir. We're going to end with Vent Noir. And man, social justice warriors rejoice because Pacific Rim 2, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. it's going to have a new female lead. Yes. What? A, a new a female lead mecha pilot. Yep. It's, it's, it's come. It's come. Yes. Yes, and it's a it's a, they've officially cast somebody called Kaylee Spani, and I don't know who that is. So she's going to be playing opposite of John Boy Boyega mm-hmm. um, as uh, the as the pilot, as the drift pilot. So there you go, social warrior, just you know, <laughs> social justice warriors. Yo, the flubs tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. Social justice whatevers. There you go. And I guess um, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy is probably not going to be in this one. So looks like it's, it's starting to shift. Yes, uh, Rinko, yeah. uh, uh, sorry, Mako uh, Mori won't be in this either. Rinko Kikuchi, the actress that played her from the first movie, it looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. The part, the uh, the character that John Boyega plays is uh, he's the son of Stacker Pentecost. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, we know Stacker, Stacker Pentecost, Pentecost Jr. Yeah, we we've, we've been we've man, been, we've been joking that his name should be Stringer Pentecost. <laughs> I jump out of my Are seat if that was a story. No, I'm just saying, you know, just like an in joke. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Yo, string. Mess with the field marshal stacker Pentecost. Hey, <laughs> it's time to re uncancel the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Or he's he's gonna re he's gonna re uncancel it, but 
you know, it's probably going to be on for most of this movie until it's recanceled again. So yeah, reuncanceled, reuncanceled. So um, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. And and like always, if you have any new submissions, you can always drop them off in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. Um, before we stop off with the and, news, Chris, Neo, any any, uh, some, any news? So, so any someone asked in the chat the the very important question: Where's What's Wallace? That? Where's Wallace? Are we still looking? Maybe you know what? We might get the answer in Pacific Rim Two. Yo, all I know is last time I saw him in the now ring. now in Pacific Rim Two, are they going to switch the focus from you know fighting the kaiju's to like the corruption within city government <laughs> or the dock workers? Yes. Is they going to be focused on the dock workers? The, 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 the corruption in uh, the city government that wanted to build the wall. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna build the wall to keep the kaiju's out. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a completely I'm, different I'm movie. The best the first one. At taking down these kaiju's. We switched. We switched <laughs> the focus. We switched the focus to longshoremen. Somehow they're gonna make the kaiju pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna build this wall, and the kaiju are gonna pay for it. <laughs> it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be awesome. Oh my god. It'll be very, very, very big. Huge. You you But yes, hopefully we will get that answer of where is Wallace. We kinda know where he at he's at, mm-hmm. but Well, I know he's 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 in Wakanda. That's where we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. And beforehand, really, I, I saw him. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the villain in uh in, in Black Panther, but beforehand I saw oh, him, is he? I saw him boxing with uh with, with Rocky at his corner. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he's everywhere, dude. He's everywhere, son. It's it's good stuff, well, but uh, but still, where where in the world is Wallace? We're so we still looking. Oh, I, real quick. Uh, in addition to the news, uh, shout out to Yazi. He actually submitted a uh, article. Uh, real quick oh, through Twitter. I'll put it in the chat. Um, it's why didn't he submit it through the normal ne- means? Hey man, because it was the I last. Mean, it was going... the last minute. Well, you, you figured he would have. You could have. You could have. Breaking news. It, it could be breaking, breaking news through could Twitter. Be breaking news. Yeah, bro. What? He, well, his tweet starts off with something that you like to hear, man. Oh no, Neil was right. <laughs> it has begun. If you look at What's that, up? if you look at the article over in uh, Discord, you'll see that oh. uh, forty-eight hours of cats and Roombas to be broadcast on Nico Nico Cat Roomba time. Be, can Cat Roomba time be achieved? Um, yo, yo, guys, yeah, you know what this is, don't you? Was it the end of the this world? Is, this is well, <laughs> this <Robo> propaganda. Is, <laughs> it is robo propaganda that's uh, being dressed up as something cute. Yes, because when you put cats and Roombas in the same room, mm-hmm. only thing that's going to happen is humans are going down. This is, <laughs> yeah, this, this is yeah. the way that they're conditioning people to understand to accept these because as when the robot apocalypse starts to happen and the hordes of cat riding Roombas start going over the hills and the cats start scratching at your, your ankles and stuff, you're going to be like, oh, they're so cute. And they're just going to come at you and, yeah, can't And what this. you can't see in that picture is that cat's holding a knife. Yes, yes. <laughs> just out of frame. <laughs> and, they, and they digitally replaced the Roomba's eye and made it instead of red the evil red that it is to a nice little green in the middle there. So yeah. Lower your defenses. Yes. Well, there you all right. Go. Well, this is, this is shocking news. Yes, one other thing. Uh, I also want to get other news item. Hey, real, just, 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 this is something that, uh, 
I wanted to, to bring up because Chris posted this up on the MHQ uh, board on to, uh, Facebook. To my, to my eternal regret. Yes, yes, to your eternal regret. Uh, the other article that you'll find in the chat is uh, the best mecha anime of all time, written by Colette Bennett, who I had the pleasure of meeting a couple years ago. And uh, Chris actually contributed to this article. And um, when he posted it up on the group on Facebook, people kept just putting up me- messages about, uh, yo, how come you didn't include this show? How come you didn't include that show? Chris, what the what, where the where the fuck is Zoids, Chris? Where the fuck is it? <laughs> you fucking fraud? <laughs> is that where it started? <laughs> you think this is a fucking game? <laughs> is that where the Zoids thing started? You know, no, 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 but uh, not not really. But I just I, I posted that in the in the um in the chat because everybody started picking out different shows. But there are a lot of good picks in here, man. Bubblegum Crisis, Macross, uh, even Robotech got a nod. I didn't expect that at all. And um, of course, Mobile Suit Gundam. God, of course, uh, top billing, even Code Geass, man. What about, what about Super Robot or oh. anything? Super Robot in there? It's Gurren Lagan, right there. And Nice and Sidonia, guys. guys are now, biased. Leave it, leave it to bitchy, whiny mecha fans mm-hmm. to tear apart a list that was designed for casual newcomers who want to dip into mecha anime. Well, I'm not going to read that. Well, I'm not read that complain- much. Why aren't all these obscure things I like included? Why is the title say the ultimate guide to make an anime? Why did you use a picture of age one? Why, 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 why? And it's just like, for fuck's sakes, people, can you not just consume a piece of content and move on without having your fucking uh, boxer shorts get all uh, in a tangle (laughs) with one particular troll even saying uh if i wrote a list this bad i wouldn't be able to live with myself wow what a deal it's like okay fuck you you nice piece of shit sounds like a great read cool story (laughs) bro damn sounds like a great read chris i need i need to check this out maybe i'll learn something there you go uh, yeah, or, or or not, or you'll ask why isn't this obscure OVA? <laughs> I'm just gonna bombard you with questions. Why isn't this on there? All right. <laughs> you forgot this. Where's Doozy you, Bots, you bro? You forgot this obscure show from 1987. Yo, <laughs> yo, this this whole list is a sham. Where's Doozy Bots, son? <laughs> Pack why it is up. The droids on here. <laughs> But no, I, I found it to be a, a, a fantastic article, and uh, shout out to Colette for putting mm. that together, and also uh, props to Chris for um, for contributing to it as well. That's fantastic stuff, and you can find it on the Daily Dot. Uh, so feel free to look that up. The best mech anime of all time. It's a, it's all all those lists are always subjective, so your favorite show is not going to be on there most of the time, guys. Well, so, no, this is this is the definitive list. I mean, oh. there's no changing it. <laughs> it says, it says nothing could ever right there in the title. It, yeah, it's ultimate. Yeah. So there, there will never be another fixes. list. De facto. Yeah. De facto. No. Nothing could ever be as good to go on this that was made completely after this article was done. Can never be. Never. It's the final list. Yeah. Final list. It's the, kind of like the final countdown. It's the end. Also, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, actually, when you open up this article to read, you should just play the final countdown in the background because that surmises what this list is going to be. It's oh, the final man. one. Hey, um, I do want to address the chat real quick. Apparently, there's some issues with uh, the stream not being seen. Uh, my apologies, guys. You may have to, you may have to just enjoy the uh, the um, for the most part until YouTube actually 
uh, flies right. I'm not dropping any flies. Audio? How hands. dare you? No. <laughs> uh, if you guys are having, if for those who are having trouble watching the stream right now, it doesn't seem to report any kind of problems on my end, but um, there could very well be an issue uh, with YouTube lagging right now. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but uh, if anything, there will be an audio version of this episode posted, so be on the lookout for that if you happen to hear these words. But uh, we'll go ahead and continue as usual. Hopefully, you guys will. Uh, Early adopters get screwed. In. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's man. what you get for well, your the chat, dedication, uh, you fools. Nice. The chat's still working, right? Yeah, yeah. Chat's okay, then still there. there you so go. Uh, we'll we'll be. They'll let us know when they can see the chat, the streaming, and I certainly hope. Well, as long as they can correct us when we're wrong, uh, that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Flamex thinks we should stream it on Twitch for better better stability. I might do that sometime. I just know that Twitch is like stupid when it comes to streams. The Twitches. They'll they'll like to um they'll like to fucking stop your stream if you're not gaming on there unless you have a yeah. game related game show so a uh, talk show so we don't maybe you should just have like a bowl of cereal next to you so it could be social eating they- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah, get away with that you, right oh, yeah you can watch people eat but you know talk about anything else why why do that exactly so all right everything good everything's good man uh anything all else? right let, let's turn this over. To our topics. In this episode, as we uh, hyped at the very beginning, we're going to be talking about a uh, well, a long-suffering video game series <laughs> that hasn't had that many entries, but it has a has a place in a lot of our hearts. And that series is from uh, the once great Mario Kart. Oh yes, exactly Mario yes, Kart. Yeah. That's why we came tonight to, to talk about the MK. No, um, <laughs> uh, well, I thought you were talking about Mario Paint. I, uh, yo, I wish <laughs> <laughs> the stories, but no, um, it's a uh, it's a series that was developed by the once great Konami. Uh, not so great anymore. Uh, a series called hashtag Konami. Yeah, hashtag F Konami. Fuck Konami, indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the series is called the Zone Zone of the Enders, and uh, it was developed, of course, by uh, uh, Kojima and his team, Hideo Kojima, I should say, for those who don't know his government. But uh, he helped to develop the uh, the game series, and there were several installments. Uh, the first, of course, the first, of course, was Zone of the Enders, and then uh, shortly afterwards, we got the second runner, which was the sequel, and then uh, what was the third game? The one on the GBA called Fist of Mars. The Fist of Mars, because you know, Mar- turmoil. Mars is nothing but a home for turmoil. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger taught us that. Exactly. <laughs> but um, just to make a long story short, we're going to go ahead and talk about the games first, and then we'll jump into the animes, which also uh, came out uh, early in the early 2000s. Uh, Idolo and Dolores Eye. Uh, Idolo was an OVA series, and Dolores Eye was a 26-episode anime series. And um, going into Zone of the Enders, to make a long story short, if you've seen the original Mobile Suit Gundam, you know quite a bit about Zone of the Enders going into it, because it's a... <laughs> <laughs> really? It's a very you don't say. It's a very short game, but at the time it was a very um a very pretty, a very nice looking game with a unique uh with a new, unique control scheme. A little difficult to get used to at first. 
You, you mean tech demo Te- rather yeah, than game. Oh, pretty cool. much tech demo. It, it, <laughs> it pretty much was. But it, it was fun. It, it did have a couple watch, rinse, repeat elements, like searching for certain things and um, a lot of busy work in there. But then when you got to the boss fights and you got to the story, it, that was probably the most shining moments of the game, at least to me, uh, when, uh, when I was uh, playing it. And uh, I happened to have the fortune of streaming these games when I bought the collection, the HD collection for Xbox, which already was a mistake, but I bought it for uh, the Xbox 360, and <laughs> I had nothing but a load of uh, play, gameplay uh, gaffes as I went through the game, and uh, I was joined by none other than Archetype Saber and, of course, Sixer Mason. Archetype Saber was first on, and the Archetype Sa- and then uh, Sixer Mason joined us shortly after, like on the third session, and uh, it took me a grand total of about two years to go through both games. I know it's pretty stupid, right? But I, I didn't stream it that often. <laughs> but, two years to go through two games, which together are maybe about five hours. It's it's, it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> That's actually overall. pretty good for him, though. Yeah, pretty pretty. Yep. It's pretty good. Believe me, there's already finished. How long did it take you to get through Legend of the Black Heroes? Oh, well, sure. Well, well, <laughs> that's still going. That that story that story is still ongoing. <laughs> Yo, episode forty three. I've been stuck there. <laughs> but enough about a Legend of Galactic Heroes. Uh, <laughs> back to uh, Zone of the Enders. I, I'll turn it over to um, Archetype Saber and uh, Sixer Mason. We'll start off with Saber first to give his thoughts on uh, Zone of the Enders, the video game, and you can bring up whatever you like about the streams <coughs> that we did. The streams also that we did were called Beyond the Bounce as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just the first game for now or both games? Oh, uh, first game. If, go ahead. Go for it. Um, well, it, it's funny. The, the, the thing is, I started the, show, uh, the, the series with the second game and then went back to the first game like two years later. And Ooh. yeah, it's it's kind of hard to go back to that first game because it, it ends a little more clunky. It's uh, not the most exciting game around. I mean, like you could see the sparks of brilliance that the team that worked on the on the game had with with going through it. But yeah, it's 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 it hasn't aged very well. It it still doesn't look very good on the HD collection because you can tell that all the resources went into um, updating the second runner. Because that's where all the money was at. But um, I mean, it's it it really is uh, basically Mobile Suit Gundam from the terms of the story, with with a few uh, changes here and there. Of course, I mean we have actually a, a female rival with a red um, robot going around. But um, the problem with the first game is probably that it has uh, not the best structure. I mean, there there are parts where you have to go around to different sectors which are not interconnected. And, you know, look for something to pick up to advance to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not really all that fun compared to the very straightforward second runner. Like, whenever someone says, I love Zone of the Enders, they're talking about the second game, not the first one. Um, I mean, a lot of the game feels very prototype-ish, from the combat to the graphics to the sub-weapons. I mean, frankly... Nothing in 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 the the first game is really all that great, but you you could see that if it if given more time and more budget, there could be something of of worth in in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, um, the most exposure people got to the first game was the fact that it came with a demo for Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Yeah, that's right. You mean um, Zombie Enders came? You know. 
<laughs> you mean, you mean your, your, your $50 demo of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty came with bonus as Zone of the Enders. Yeah. If that's how you want to handle it. An entire free game. Yeah, an entire free game with your demo. Yep. <laughs> uh, unlike Ben, I uh, started with the original Zone of the Enders. I remember picking it up as a wee lad in, uh, in London on the way home from a journey. Um, and I will admit, I was attracted to the thought of the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo at first. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it had this uh, cool-looking uh, robot art on the back and the front, so I thought, oh, this might be actually uh, more worth my time than I, than I originally imagined. <laughs> um, what I found was, uh, now that I think about it, uh, more uh, a prototype for a, a mega-action game that I'd never uh, experienced before. Um, my, <laughs> my experience with mega-action games at that point was perhaps... Federation versus Xeon, oh, <laughs> like the, uh, one of the, the original uh, Gundam versus games that was uh, uh, gracefully uh, uh, ported over here to the uh, to Europe. Um, so this was quite different. Um, I was quite impressed by the control scheme and how it would automatically switch between uh, close range and long range, depending on how well just far you were from the enemy character. Uh, Flying up and down was all done with a uh, face button stuff like that. It's a, uh, it was a really unique so? way to play. Um, yeah, I think it was quite unique for its time. Um, yeah, but, but what I, what I mean is, I, I always liked the fact that they had dedicated buttons for ascending and descending because nowadays everything is done with with two sticks. But I always felt that no game, no robot game that I ever played played as smoothly as both of these on of the Enders games. Yeah. Really? Well, you need to play some virtual on. <laughs> but wasn't that on the, the first PlayStation? I, it was. It was on a lot of different platforms, including uh, some of the more recent ones. But uh, no, Zone of the Enders has. A, once you get used to the the, the place the the play style, I think uh, it works out just fine. I, I, I was. I made it look bad when I was going through the game, especially with doing some of the more advanced moves. But my God, um, you know, when you're in the zone in that game, you can be in the zone, especially oh, in the zone. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. I will have to uh, disagree with uh, with uh, with uh, Sobro here of because course. I oh, don't okay. think that uh, phrase is very often said. Has, uh, <laughs> I don't think Zoe One has aged quite as well as Only the Enders Two, especially oh, yeah. in the looks department. Absolutely. It is a very aged-looking game at this point, mm-hmm. um, especially in the cutscenes with those uh, weird three D anime people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and their uh, dodgy lip sync, but I assume that's just because. Uh, <laughs> I really would have liked to see jokes. them. I really would have liked to see them uh, do some improvements to the first game for the HD collection, but no. you know, uh, alas, they didn't. No, that would require effort on Konami's part. And oh, we can't, oh, damn! We can't have that. <laughs> Only in Castlevania games. <laughs> 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 oh man but uh chris man you're also a big fan of this series man what you what, what are your feelings about the first game besides it being uh short as hell <laughs> uh, run us back to like young chris when he first got the game because you've been playing this game as since we it came out, man. Y- young chris at the tender age of 23 oh my god so young so nubile <laughs> chris jr <laughs> 15 years ago <laughs> Uh, that's not 15 years ago. It's... <laughs> so, okay, but, but the game is from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't play it 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it Sorry. was 
in fact, because uh, I got the PS2 a little bit uh, late, mm-hmm. so the first two games that I purchased were Zone of the Enders 1 and 2. Yeah. So I uh, played them and enjoyed them until some burglars eventually broke into my house and stole them. Oh! <laughs> and I never saw them again. Yeah, this is a sad <laughs> story. <laughs> Yo. God. Yo, that took a turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they killed my dog. No! Man, you know, on the plus side, more people get to play Zone the Enders, so it's you know. Oh, <laughs> oh ouch! <laughs> it's getting out there. They got recycled. They got recycled in the community. Oh my Think god! trading in, but without actually gaining anything. So it, the uh, trailers for the game had caught my attention in '01, so mm-hmm. that's why I made it my <clears> priority <throat> to have it be my first purchase on the PS2, and the. For its time, and you know, I like the controls for Jehudi, but some of the gameplay just was tedious. And this feels like a game that, with an extra year development, would have been a solid, amazing title. But that Konami just wanted something out, and it's like, but we have this game that's maybe like thirty or forty percent done. Let's add some tedious mission objectives to kind of pad it out a little bit, mm-hmm. and boom, there's your game. And oh, hey, let's throw in the uh, tanker chapter from MGS2 as a what? bonus. Don't you like protecting highly explosive civilians? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> how about how about shooting those porters with manual aim? Ugh. And <laughs> the thing about the story, it's totally. Gundam, because you have space assholes invade a colony. Uh, stupid young teenager accidentally gets into the super advanced robot and nobody else can use it. And then, you know, teenager escapes from colony, fights person in a red suit at the end. That's like, I don't know, what. if you're used to mecha-type stories, this feels like if Gundam started up and then it ended at the second episode. <laughs> oh, oh shit! That's when they leave side side seven, and Amuro fights Shar, and that's the end. And it's you just think it like would be the same. You think it'd still be highly regarded if it happened that way? It's 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 mecha video game blue balls. It's like wait, th- what? This is where the story's just supposed to start, and you're telling me it's over? What the fuck? <laughs> this the sequel. The final, Especially final when they teach you when you run away. They, they tease you by, by showing Noman and the Anubis, and it's like, oh, you, you're going to fight this guy? No. no. Silly. <laughs> Here, just have uh, Viola instead. So, I, I was definitely disappointed by the length of the game and, some of, and the structure of some of the missions. So, in retrospect, the game really just feels more like a prologue for the second runner than anything else. Hmm. Oh. It definitely seems like a prologue for a second runner, which of course it serves as that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you know, but not a direct because you had to wait a while. Yeah, it, it does seem like a demo before you actually get to the full course, which is second runner, and that definitely is a better game. Neil, what do you remember about this game, sir? The first one? Yes. Never played it. Oh. <laughs> well, all right. I played the well, second one. Yeah, I mean, I know what you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. but because I've read about it and I've seen stuff, but I never played the first one. So, well, all right, and well, you yeah. missing much. <laughs> yeah, and, nope. uh, it doesn't. And hearing it again, it doesn't seem like I am. So, no. Second problem. runner is the one I play. 
So second runner, well, we might as well just jump the second runner then. We'll go to the, the meat and potatoes of the action, man. In this game, Dingo it's Dingo Egret, man. He's the main character. <laughs> New guy, man. You went from playing young Buck Leo Steinbeck. Was it Steinbeck? Or St- Stenbuck. Stenbuck. Stenbuck, yeah. Um, you went from playing uh, youngins to playing grown-ass men. Grizzled guy. Working a construction job, he's an everyday dude. That's what I love about Zoe. They just plucked from the everyday guy, and this guy was an everyday everyday dude, or or was he? He used to be a pilot in the uh, in 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 some previous. Uh, uh, he used to have used to be a military pilot for the Martian side. Is that right? Or was yeah. he a human? Okay, and uh, he ends up getting pulled back into this new conflict uh, where he has to become part of uh, the resistance group that you first met in Zone of the Unders. And you also run back into uh, old Leo. He's a little bit older now, man. He's piloting what I think is one of the coolest mecha in all of this series, if in any in any game period, which is based on a uh, a ship that I've always enjoyed, the Vic Viper from the uh, Gradius series, except it transforms into a robot in this. So not only is there a nod to Gradius in uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, but uh, old Leo is the pilot of uh, a transformable, smooth-ass mecha, man. And I, I, I really dig his uh, his character in this. He's still a pain in your ass, especially when you have to fight him. But Does someone say transformable? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like, things that, I like things that transform. Exactly. I'm sure you do. I like to touch myself when things transform. <laughs> that makes things transform when you touch yourself. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ayazi says Leo has a completely different voice in both English and Japanese. Zoe two compared to Zoe one. They probably had to, they probably had a woman voice him in Zoe one, and they they yeah. got they got a man to voice him in Zoe two because he's you know he's a he's an adolescent at that point in time, so that makes a lot of sense. Actually, but, actually it's it's the same voice actor for both for both games. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yep. Oh, so it's, we're wrong. Uh, it's, it's a it's it's a it's an actress <laughs> named Remy LaBeouf. Remy LaBeouf. Um, it, it's, it, it, so basically, Is it that English, so <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> but 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 uh, mm-hmm. he does have a, dif- a different voice actor in the Japanese version. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, I I I had a lot more fun playing the second game, but then again, it is a much really? longer game. Um, <laughs> you I, don't say. I I guess all of us did. Um, yeah. But man, was it well, not? Well, there's even the one guy who's like, no, Sword of the Enders one. Better two oh, is a piece of shit. Really, I let them meet that guy so I can slap him. Oh, he's but, out there. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's out. He's there. out there right now on 4chan. He's probably on yeah, M he's... right now, cursing our names. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see his write up. But um, I, I got to say that it wasn't. It wasn't without its challenges, as uh, as both uh, these guys can <laughs> oh, tell you. Oh yes, I must have died a thousand times fighting the the battle of the 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 ships. Holy shit. Oh. Like some people said, oh man, that mess is easy. It's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get inside those engines was a act of God. And oh, don't even get me started about the shit with the hallway. I, and I know, I know, I'm gonna I'm turn it over. Oh. I'm gonna turn over to Saber and oh. and, and, and Six Eraser to, to tell y'all about the hallway. But the hallway, there, you have to, you uh, have scraping. Walls. Yeah, there's no scraping me off the walls. I must have went down. There. I I got so pissed I ended the stream because I couldn't get down that fucking hallway with the fucking tile. Because you had to grab a piece of tile off the wall, and then you had to make it down the hallway without getting clobbered close enough so you can attack it. 
And I must have just, I looked like I was five years old playing that game. It was such a piece of, <laughs> I, I, I was ashamed of myself. The next time we started the stream and got back into it, which was a couple of weeks, because I was salty as balls. But when we got back in there, I, it was another hour before I got to the goddamn end of the hallway and fucking de- defeated it. But man, yo, <laughs> yo, shout out to Eric, the wall saga, yes. <laughs> yo, Zalger says, SBR, you coward. <laughs> that goddamn hallway. And then there was the fight. In the dark, with that one dude. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. god, the patterns! I still see him in my sleep. <laughs> that's to the left. That's to the right. Defend. Oh, dude, you yeah, you heard me right? I was like, when, by the time we got to the end of it, I was fucking like, it was I was I was like subconsciously playing the motherfucker because I kept saying the what how things were gonna play out before they played out all of a sudden because I had memorized that shit and you must y'all if y'all heard me how fucking angry I got when I would die during <laughs> during when I got real close to beating that fuck. What was he? The martial artist that told Dingo that taught Dingo how to fight pilot or something like that? I forget the guy's role. <laughs> he was but... uh, the bar arm scientist who yeah. uh, analyzed Jehuti and Anubis. Oh my god! Or Anubis rather. It was amazing. Oh yeah, that guy sucked. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an uh, interesting fact though. His his mech, the Inhurt, was uh, designed by Kazuma Kaneko from the Shin Megami Tensei series. Really? Yeah. Well, that's should... why. Uh, He's, it's quite unique in that it doesn't have a literal cockpit. Uh, it's the only mech that we know of in the Zoe franchise with the cockpit in its face. Well, that explains a lot, because that shit came from the pit of hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But yeah, I mean, those are just some of the struggles, man. Uh, fellas, uh, uh, if, please regale us with, uh, with the stories of my, uh, of my, my struggles. And also, you, you guys playing through the game, too, like your, uh, your enjoyment of the game as well. Mm. I mean, it 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 was um, mm-hmm. at, at the same time very amusing and sad to, to see you play the game at, at some point. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the death counter went above the 100 range. Oh, I, I forget who was, who, who was keeping count. Was it you, Six of Mason? Yeah, I think oh, it was. Yeah. Wasn't it also Yazi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're keeping track of his death. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cruel. We give him like updates. It's like yeah. that's. 99. I, the next if, one, you hit triple had, digits. If we still had all the recordings of, of the stream, I, I'm, I'm sure someone would have uh, made like a, a video compilation on YouTube how many times he died. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that shit was brutal. So, Solbro, do you die? did you die more in this game or in the Gun and Versus games? Oh, I, I actually <laughs> could hold my own in, in EX Versus, but uh, in Zone and Anders, I was free as fuck. <laughs> It's a tough game. Yeah, that's why you got to do the tag team thing. Yeah, uh, like it, me and the Wonder did. That's true. You, the way you guys went through it. Uh, how about that? Uh, how was your? Experience? That's the old school way. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember the dude in uh, the the dude in the dark being a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I really do. You know, you, you guys were talking with the controls and stuff. They do seem weird at first, but then as you get into it, it does seem right after a while. So yeah, they feel I, very I mean, natural. Yeah, but it, it, that the the first like first couple you know probably hours or so that you're in it still feels a little off at times, and mm. um, yeah, the, definitely the response time and and man, sometimes the margin of error is so slim on that thing that it's like shit. They don't that, call it high speed robot action for nothing. No, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it fits that bill. I mean, it definitely did. But um, yeah, you know the visuals and everything. I. I liked it, and, and um, you know, and all the definitely all the um, uh, the mechs were pretty unique in their own way. Um, what was this shit that the, the what is it the Metatron that that the shit you would get all the time that power up Metatron yeah. Metatron yeah 
I just thought it said Megatron. Mm-hmm. I, like, <laughs> I joke about that sometimes when I was playing. Yeah, I'm like, we're getting more Megatron. I What's need to up? find some Megatron, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only the dank is shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, man. It, was, it was good stuff. It was definitely good stuff. Yeah, the, mm. the, the boss battles in that game, I got I to gotta tip my hat. Yeah, like, they were uh, pretty, pretty it, good. It seemed that, to, uh, I was about to say Tomino, it seems like Kojima got to do what he wanted with this game. If he was going to go out on a bang, uh, on, on, on uh, you know, going out all guns firing for this series since he was trying to really... Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to make, to make a mech based game that he always wanted to make. And if, if the original Zone of the Enders was mech the based Gundam game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if Zone of the Enders was the tip of the iceberg, then this was the rest of the iceberg for real. Um, the boss battles. Unfortunately, were you were the Titanic. Oh, yeah. Was well, the was, <laughs> that ship went down a ton of times, dude. <laughs> yeah. Silver oh, Titanic. Ooh, I was Leo every day. Zoe, dude, tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Yo, guns archetype the- saber and sixer mason laughing their asses off. Yes, <laughs> so we going, tried not to doing their best version of the count. We were trying to be Street. supportive at the time. We didn't want to, you know, we wanted to keep his morale up. We wanted him to actually finish the game. Oh my god! Yo, and as you're doing the count, as the count in Sesame Street, one death, two death, <laughs> one, a two, a three. <laughs> No, shout out to Guns of the Gamers. He, he says uh, the music is also cool. Cool. That is one of the yes. best features about both games is the score. So you were doing a little Carmen there. Something, we, something we haven't mentioned. Shout out to And how, uh, just how unique it is, really. Yes. How alien it's sounding it is. Mm. Exactly. Um, uh, the, the opening themes for both games are fantastic. Do we need to deport it if it's alien? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the scores are fantastic, man. I, I I would definitely say it's one of the biggest highlights of this series in general. Um, but uh, it's we'll go we'll go to uh, Sixer Mason. Sixer Mason, sure. uh, uh, what what is your biggest takeaway from this game, and what are pros and cons that you uh, uh, came across when you went through them? A couple of things I'd like to mention. Uh, definitely the the way the cutscenes are handled in this game compared mm-hmm. to the first one. Uh, all uh, anime, all anime, uh, two D animation with uh, by Studio Gonzo. Mm-hmm. So uh, quite a, I don't know. Some people found it uh, a bit uh, unnerving, uh, disconcerting, uh, weird that uh, in the quote unquote codec conversations, the cutscenes in between where the characters are talking to each other inside the cockpit, mm-hmm. everything's three D, but you've got these two D portraits of <laughs> these characters up in the corner. Oh yeah. Um, little weird, but uh, it's definitely a step up from the original game. And, you know, I don't mind it that as much because the whole game has a, a kind of a... I'm not, I don't know whether to say it's subtle or not, but a subtle cell shading to it. Yeah. Um, certainly you'll notice it with uh, the explosions and the smoke puffs from uh, touching mm-hmm. down on the ground. But it's a, it's a real good-looking video game. And I think it still holds up today, especially with the HD collection. Absolutely. I haven't seen the uh, HD collection. Some highlights. I know you'll love this one, Zorro. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the hunt for taper. Oh, this flat piece of yeah. shit. Speaking <laughs> of which, yo, Yazi hit me up with this. <laughs> he hit me up with this tweet right here. He says, and I quote: uh, "Let's see here." He says, uh, let's not forget about Sobro's man t- in Zoe 2, Taper, aka Tapeworm, DK's lost uncle." Yeah. <laughs> it's, a really? it's a picture of this piece of shit right here f this guy for real is he a brother for real no no he's not a brother no he, he looks like one yo i'll be upset if this guy is black <laughs> what oh my god yo i'm i'm, I'm hurt i'm, I'm <laughs> i am i am fucking hurt 
<laughs> but yeah, he he sucks. And the fact you have yeah. the, he's he's a chicken shit, and you have to escort him like too many damn times. Oh my god! Anytime he's like, oh my god, I need help. I just, well, I just he gives you s- nice cryptic oh, yeah. clues as to where he's hiding all oh, the time. Uh, a blue container. A blue container. <laughs> a container with a number five. Oh, that's real helpful. Thanks. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Lots of coffee and porno <laughs> magazines were exploded on that day trying to find him. Brother, I wanted to throw my controller across the room like 19 <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm going to deal with that jerk. But uh, shout out to Yazzie uh, for that tweet. <laughs> Vi- Viola, your uh, main antagonist from the previous game, returning as the AI Terminator throughout the entire game. Oh, yeah. Hunting you down. That was a unique. Uh, that was a unique thing too, just to bring yeah. up, to resurrect her character, and it's something else we'll see in the anime as well. It looks like they use mm-hmm. that that same idea for the uh, for the anime with a different character as well. But yeah, the fact that uh, Viola got resurrected as an AI, um, and then you had to deal with her, and um, and the the fact that it brings up links to uh, the previous games as well, the yeah. previous game, and some other things. I, I liked her character in the first game, although she's a little, little angsty for my taste. I, I did enjoy her, but to see her get resurrected in this way was pretty unique to it, so I, I th- big thumbs up for that. Uh, another of my favorite uh, uh, instances was the uh, the Barham Battleships battle you love so much. So mm-hmm. right. um, just, uh, you don't get to see the mech versus battleship that often in video games, or at least video games released over here. I mean, <laughs> this is the... Uh, this is the closest we get to uh, Shar in the Battle of Loom. It's, mm-hmm. uh, just straight up attacking battleships that uh, have barely an escort, if you can call the Raptors an escort. Man. Um, and then firing the best weapon in video games, the Vector Cannon, right up its tailpipe. Uh, just amazing. It is satisfying when you, get it, when you nail it. Yeah, this is very cool. Yeah. But, I uh, think me and, me and Saber here can... Recite the entire startup sequence for the Vector Cannon. I think uh, it's <laughs> yes, we, we probably could. Um, but overall, it's just a complete upgrade from the first one. Uh, it's smoother. It ditches the pseudo open world um, for a more linear level to level thing. Um, and yeah, I I love this game. It's I would probably call this my favorite video game of all time. Oh wow, <laughs> that's high praise, man. Um, that's what's up. But, uh, but yeah, Ben, what about you? Um, well, first off, uh, the the way that has Chris fallen asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't to say something. Chris? Not it's not me. What's up? Oh, there you go. <laughs> he did. He did mention at the start of this he was exhausted, so I can't yep. blame him. He's a very exhausted man. Yo, shout out to Chris. <laughs> Um, it's happened to me too. I've done it. <laughs> so, <laughs> happens to everybody. But um, but go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Ben. Um, so ba- basically, um, the second runner, as I mentioned, was the way I got into this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, as I can still recall it, um, it was about I want to say 2001 when I was still reading the German publication of GamePro. Oh wow! And they had trailers from like Tokyo Game Show and all that, and they had this this ginormous like eight minute opening slash trailer of the second runner and so, i was so watching that, so that Kojima trailer though. yeah <laughs> like, like spoiling half the plot but yeah. <laughs> you know I, I was watching this thing over and over again because it was so interesting and so cool looking and you know it, it was one of the two games i wanted to buy a playstation 2 for because up to that point i was a nintendo kid mm-hmm. and you know like, these two purchases I made for the PlayStation 2, they were the best 
purchase I ever made and the worst purchase I ever made. <laughs> because, you know, one was all of the Enders 2 and the other was Mega Man X7. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> but <clears throat> but the, the cool thing back then was, uh, at least the, the European version, it had this little um, recap of the first game, so mm-hmm. you could actually know what, what, what happened previously if you haven't played the first game, which was like in very low publication back in, back in those days. And I mean, yeah, it, it, it handled so much more smoothly. It's so in, more, so much more interesting. It's so much more fun. Like, you, you really feel like you're behind the controls of a super prototype in this game because you have a, an experienced pilot who, who knows how to, how to do all this shit. You know, the, the backflips, the, the, uh, the multi-log-on lasers. He can do everything mm-hmm. that, that Leo could not do in the first game. And it... it it felt so much more advanced. Like, this is the game that the first game should have been. It, it was improved on every level. The visuals, the music, the, the enemy variety. And it's like, yes, this, this is basically the Empire Strikes Back to the first game's Attack of the Clones. Well, too bad we didn't get a Return of the Jedi. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately. But, mm. yo, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ask Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, any thoughts on, uh, on the second runner at all? I can't disagree with what's been said. It, uh, my thought playing it was, wow, this is the game that the first one should have been, although there were some crazy difficult areas. I was not a fan of the train sequence. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, no, I wasn't either. That was another one. Of, that was <laughs> early on one of the most difficult shits I had to deal with. So. That's the one you got to fight through so you don't quit the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Filled me with so much rage. Uh, but I liked playing... Dingo as opposed to Leo because Leo was annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was seeing, it was fun seeing the Vic Viper pop up in this game since I'm a longtime fan of Gradius. Oh yeah, so that was cool. Um, you know the fast pace of the mecha combat. Also, as I was playing, I was thinking to myself, like, man, wouldn't it be great if there was a Gundam game that was legit like this? Yeah, yes, amen to that. And there really never has been because while I like. The versus games, those all take place in very small walled gardens. Yeah, for the most part. It's the arena battle. Even even games like uh, 0081 take place in smaller levels with invisible walls, and it's just not the same kind of game as Zone of the Enders. Yeah, you don't get the type of anime boost that Zone of the Enders has where you can just fly forever like you can in the show. <laughs> You're permanently on the ground in most Gundam games. It's, uh, rather it, it, feels, it feels weird. I mean, this game is, is 15 years old by this point, and there has been no mecha game, to my knowledge, that ever tried to achieve what the second runner has done. It Like... Um, what was this this one Gundam game from like a few years ago? Um, what Encounters in Space or something? Uh, no, no, it's 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 more than that. It, mm. I think it was like a, uh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, it, it it wasn't a Gundam game per se, but it was like a, a mecha compilation game. Like, um, oh, I mean, another centuries episode. Yeah, that yeah. that one. I mean, like, oh. even that has like uh, artificial gravity even in space, and. Like it, it, it feels all that so much more clunky than this game. Like, mm. w- why is it that after 15 years nobody tries to copy what Kojima did? Like, didn't didn't they see the, the merit in it? 
Well, I mean, the game, didn't, the game didn't sell well, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, granted, it was Metal Gear money that kind of backed the game up in the first place, thanks to the success of that series. Tokojima was given, you know, the green light to go back to uh, Zone of the Enders and make a sequel. But as good as that second game was, we never saw another game come out as much as people have been asking for. Unless you, unless you ask the internet conspiracies about uh, Naked Norman Reedus. And, uh, and the, you know, no. that's a new zone of the unders, guys. Nor, nor, <laughs> Norman Reedus in the Funky Fetus. Yeah, exactly. there, was, there was a third game plan. They even had a, but, uh, they, they uh, had an event for it. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I'll answer the question of why, uh, like, no Gundam or other type of mecha game has tried to be like Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Gundam games uh, they get cranked out pretty fast, uh, as evidenced by Crossfire being the flaming turd that that was. <laughs> and. If you look at a lot of anime games that are made for the Japanese market, they're shitty or mediocre games because that's good enough. Because the developers know that the audience is going to buy that game based on the license alone. And for Gundam, this was generally true until uh, um, Side Stories, which bombed and had massive returns from people pissed off about how shitty that game was. Oh, I guess finally enough was enough, but how many of us have bought Gundam games just because they're Gundam kind of knowing in the back of our heads this game's probably going to be mediocre at best. Yeah, what was that Gundam game that came out for PS3 at launch? I forget what it was Crossfire. called. Crossfire. Yeah, Crossfire. Yeah. Piece of garbage. Oh my god, you mentioned it. I didn't realize that was the title. That game was so bad. Oh man. I'm so glad they yeah. got the blowback on that. I mean, uh, the, uh, the exception to the rule, of course, is the Extreme Versus series, but they made that for arcades. So if that game didn't, if that game played like shit, that game wouldn't have yeah. made any money. And that series was initiated by Capcom. Yeah. So, you know, different working style than Bandai, which, you know, until the acquisition of Namco, pretty much all they did was just shitty anime games. Yeah. Mm hmm. Now they've been stepping up their efforts with all, all the all the properties across the board. So uh, shout out to Namco Bandai; they've been doing pretty good. But yeah, back in the day, it was total ass. But uh, Neo, man, any thoughts on uh, on, on Zoe Two? Anything you you wanted to add? No, not really. All right, all right. And Chris, any 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 final thoughts on Zoe Two before we move on to the old animes? Well, man, why why are you still hating on Fist of Mars? Yo, Fist, oh, yeah, that's right. Let me fix my face. All right, yo, Fist of Mars. I know nothing about this game, so I'm going to turn this over to people that do. Who wants to step up? Um, <laughs> if I could uh, generalize Please. the plot. Go for it. Severely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's about people making cyber new types on Mars, mm-hmm. um, basically. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a, a load more uh, orbital frame designs, um, way more than you ever see in, in, in both of the original games. Uh, it plays like a Fire Emblem type game, except without the permadeath. Mm-hmm. Um, or one might say it, Super Robot Wars. Yeah, sure, that too. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty skippable. Unless you're you're get you know you're chomping at the bit for more Zoe games then i'd skip it if i were you <laughs> doesn't really add anything it's also not really connected to the other two games right no i don't think there are any references um to uh, the original two games mm. not even kojima developed so what he what he can do was it worth paying? if you enjoy that type of uh top-down strategy 
game, maybe. Oh, uh, if you okay. <laughs> if you don't mind the, the Zoe skin, then yeah. sure, go ahead. I normally do. I, I, I you know it, it needs to have you know at least the bells and whistles I'm used to when playing games like that. But um, it seems like it's kind of middle of the road from the sounds of it. Yeah, um, well, that's it's an awful game. Plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, I just like to mention before we move on, yeah, though, please. the uh, unless anyone else has any thoughts about Fist of Mars, um, that uh, during the reveal, I believe, for the Zoe HD collection, mm-hmm. there was uh, an event for. Well, there was an event for it, and they showed a lot of concept art for a perhaps upcoming sequel of uh, Zoe Enders Three, mm-hmm. um, which I assume was. Uh, Hinged on the success of the HD collection, which uh, I imagine didn't go very well. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of the concept art depicted uh, very organic-looking uh, orbital frames with uh, humans, humans wearing armor that looked like the orbital frames. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine the armor would uh, close around them when they were ready for combat, stuff like that. Um, Perhaps it was set in a far future or a, a past to the original games. Who knows? But uh, I think it would have been really interesting and quite a Kojima step to make them something completely different. Yeah, it had an, Esco, it had an Escaflone slash uh, frame grind look to it. Yeah. And I uh, really dug that. What were you going to say, Saber? It also looked like the protagonist of, of that game would have been a female because the Jehuti lookalike was, was a woman wearing Jehuti's armor. Oh. Yeah. That would have been interesting, man. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Always, always the canceled games have the female protagonist. It's the best. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like the the, the main reason why apparently this this third game never came into existence was the uh, miserable launch of the HD collection mm-hmm. because you know it, it had extreme frame rate issues, especially uh, apparent because you know it it ran at a, a a lower frame rate than the PlayStation Two originals. And they had to like hire a different company to redo the um, the netcode or or whatever for, for for both games to make them playable. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they only fixed the the second game and only on the PlayStation Three. So if you're yeah. buying it on the Xbox like I did, you're out of luck. And this is Konami, and it's shittiest because they similarly had problems with the Silent Hill collection that was only the second and third games. But in the case of what was it the third game? I believe they had to run unfinished beta code because they somehow lost the code for the final version of the game. <laughs> wow. And and they had to uh you know, they had like broken fog effects and other graphical problems. It's like, Jesus, this is this is just god awful that, you know, a major game developer like this is having such problems and needs to put out patches to fix the graphics on PlayStation 2 games running on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty nuts, man. It's, it's, it was a really sad state of I don't, I don't even know how you lose a game. Game. Press delete. <laughs> yeah, let alone like. Well, you know, we're not talking a- some some ancient game from 1981. We're talking early aughts. You know, they forgot. Was, they forgot to back up somewhere as a drinks coaster. Someone was just using. Yeah, it. they, just, they forgot to back up, man. Yeah. Mm. Or hackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure hackers were interested in to to sabotage uh, some of the enders. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it was just a clever ploy to say that they were running behind and they just shit it out what they shit it out. Mm-hmm. I, usually, there's more often than not, sadly. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but 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 you can can pretty much tell that uh, the HD collection by its by itself was just a, a money grab. 
because there, there, there could have been so many things they could have added or changed. Like, for instance, um, we, we mentioned these little uh, character conversations during cutscenes with the, um, the little uh, codec-like pictures. We didn't have stuff like that in, in the first game. It was just, you know, uh, you, ha you had uh, Jehuti's cockpit with uh, characters talking but not appearing on screen and it being very, uh, you know, boring and all of that. That would have been something they could have fixed with, with an HD collection if they really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but pretty much every HD collection since the start of the previous generation have all just been cash grabs of, hey, here's the same games just running at a higher frame rate. Yeah. What can I say? I was naive. <laughs> <laughs> this guy admitting stuff. Well, let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you about how the world is. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you can't how war has crap. changed. <laughs> you, you can't completely crap on them because sometimes people are unable to play the previous game. So, mm. I mean, I, I see them as a necessary evil sometimes as HD yeah. compilations. Yeah, but uh, but but especially for especially for things that were like limited. Uh, you know, limited distribution or whatever. And it did so. give the it did give the game extra exposure, where uh, yeah, a whole yeah. generation of people didn't get to play it the first time. Certainly, Zone of the Enders yeah. Two in America became very as as I discovered uh, when trying to reacquire the game. So having it out on that HD collection was a way to bring it back to the masses yeah. because it was not produced in large quantities. Not at all. And it certainly looks great on the HD collection. I mean, you can now actually read all these little decals that the orbital frames have on them. Yeah, that's yep. true. I always remember the incredible stuttering when you blow up that first wall before the R-Jet boss battle on the PS2. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't yeah. happen anymore on the HD collection. <laughs> oh, 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 the problem. But yeah, um, <laughs> the HD collection is still able to be found out there. If you guys have never played Zone of the Enders before, and you it's want only to like a shot. What, three years old at this point, yeah. it's, it's still available. And it made it for PS3 and for Xbox 360. And did it yeah, make but, it for PC as well? It, no, oh, but yeah. you know, it, if you really can get the PlayStation Free version because it has the additional patches. Yeah. But um, to cap things off, uh, Mike mentioned like the the, the cel-shaded look of his second runner. And I think that is one of the reasons why this game still looks so good after all these years. I mean, it, it's basically the same as with uh, The Wind Waker for Zelda. Yeah. Like the, the, it gives it this very unique look that makes the game timeless. Like you can play this probably in 10 years and people will still say this looks good. That's except, for maybe the, except for maybe the, um, the upscaled old Gonzo cutscenes. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> They're a bit fuzzy. They're a bit fuzzy. Not the, not the Blu-ray, those, those mofos. Yeah. But no speaking problem. Of which, mm -hmm. Speaking of which, uh, I have to say, I was not a fan of the new opening that they did for the HD collection that was oh, made yeah. by Sunrise because the characters look nothing like how they appear in the game. They look very... <laughs> uh, a lot more anime-ish. Modern whereas anime? The, yeah, mm. whereas... Uh, at, at least for the cutscenes, the characters seem to have a more um, realistic portion mm -hmm. to, to them, like the eyes and the nose. But yeah, uh, the HD opening is just pure anime. Bullshit. I guess we'll have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> just well, wanted to say that. No problem. But we'll go ahead and transition over to the animes. Um, the, the, for those who don't know, um, there was an anime that was uh, released, an OVA initially, that was released for Zone of the Enders in the early 2000s. Uh, actually, 2001. Um, Same day. Called, of, of, 
of the first one. Oh, the same day as the actual the actual release of the game yeah. in Japan for Zone of the Enders, the original. There you go. Mm-hmm. My, according to Wikipedia, March the first, two thousand one is when the when Zone of the Enders two one six seven or twenty one sixty seven Idolo. Uh, was released as an OVA, an hour-long OVA, which sets as said as a prequel to not only the Zone of the Enders game, but also uh, the prequel to the anime series, uh, Zone of the Enders Dolores Eye, which uh, there's a lot of direct connections from this OVA into that series. It, focus on, it focuses on a, uh, a uh, prototype pilot by the name of uh, Radium Levans. Um, Lavins, I, I don't know, I forget how you say it. Lavans. Lavans. He's voiced by the, the legend Koyasu. Uh, which we know is uh, a lot of villains in anime. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorites, he, uh, that actor plays, but he plays, uh, the, uh, pilot and he's, uh, testing out, um, the, uh, prototype, uh, for, um, the, uh, the Jehudi or the, um, the orbital frame that they're developing. And uh, he slowly becomes more exposed to, uh, what's it called? Metatron, which starts to yeah, make yep. him crazier. Metatron. Yeah. And then eventually there's a showdown between him and the government towards the end of the series, end of the uh, OVA, which, which we believe results in his death. Uh, uh <laughs> but we'll warn that later. But, um, this, this OVA also, um, introduces us to, um, a, a character we talked about earlier. Um, her, what's her name again? Uh, Viola. Viola. God dang, I am blanking. Uh, Viola. <laughs> Uh, she, Viola is also in this and she plays his, uh, his, um, his right hand person, his, uh, second in command. And she's also, um, she serves with him and has a crush on him as well. But she harbors that crush. They also see how they met. She used to be an urchin in the streets, cutting people for money. <laughs> and then he, he kind of pulls her out of that and brings her into the military so that way she can, uh, find purpose in her life. And uh, also, we are introduced to Dolores, which is his girlfriend, and she's one of the people involved in the uh, the project for the uh, for for the um, the orbital frame that he's piloting. And eventually, tragedy happens, and she's killed as they're as he's trying to rescue her and a scientist involved with the uh, a scientist involved with the project, who we also get to see later on. Her name, uh, Dolores Hayes, is the woman, and then Dr. Rachel Links is the R&D scientist that was also kidnapped that they were trying to save from the Earth military who is the the main the main antagonist in this OVA. But uh mm-hmm. Chris, I I I'll, I'll ask you first, man. What are your thoughts on this OVA for the most part? I love the uh the aesthetic and the style of it. You know, anything that's set on Mars that's mm-hmm. not called Gundam Age is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they made up for it quick with uh with Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. So they you know they take the aesthetics of Gundam and, and they run with it. You know the idea that uh, the Earth government is suppressing Mars and that Barum is secretly building up forces to fight them. So you can see from the anime's perspective why Barum would want to fight. Mm-hmm. It's just that with guys like Noman in charge, you know, that's not going to work out well. Not at all. Nope. But, you know, there's like, uh, I always think about that scene where they talk about uh, the discrimination of the Enders, which is people born on Mars and, you know, the outer reaches of the solar system who are called Enders, which is not uh, term of endearment. A, oh no, that's a Kojimaism. I'll bet it's just a, a word you thing, think sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. The funny <laughs> thing about that though is uh, the people of Earth discriminate against the people of Mars, but the people of Mars also discriminate against the people from Jupiter. 
<laughs> Everybody it's hates somebody. Successive levels of oppression. <laughs> yeah, the further I guess the further you go out, the more the the more of the N word you even are. Even more under the what, what Tumblr call it the progressive stack. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so you know, there, there's that scene where you know they talk about the physiological differences that have developed from people being born on Mars with its different gravity, and we see these Earth jerks like kind of oh, yeah. like lightly hit a Martian and inflict severe damage on him yep. just because of, you know, Earthlings having stronger bones. A and higher bone density. Yeah. yeah, and they know it, and they're just <laughs> jerks about it. So Absolutely. it's like, you know what? Screw these guys. Let's blow them up. It's like an army of biffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Space biffs. Space biffs. And... You know, it's interesting hearing about the Deimos incident because that's referred to in, in the game mm-hmm. and you get to see it happen. And, you know, obviously it's a tragic ending for Radium because, you know, you can agree with the, what the guy's fighting for, but, you know, he's getting kind of cuckoo because of that Metatron. Yeah, unfortunately. He basically and comes he goes, Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, he goes on a rampage that does not work out well for him. Mm-hmm. And you see basically where everything went wrong for Viola. She also referred to to Radium in In the the first game. game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, um, you know, bringing things full circle ends with her getting into her shiny new mecha and heading for the location of the first game. Oh, man. I'm sure she's going to be all right. (laughs) Viola is a perfect example of what happens if you don't get senpai to notice you. You're uh, <laughs> the most extreme. Become the loser villain of some other person's game. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know that this was made as a game tie-in, given its simultaneous release. But I wish this could have been like a couple of episodes and been longer. Yeah, it's just very- to know more about the setting and about these particular characters. There's so much more they could have done. Yeah, it's very unique because. It focuses on the guy who starts off kind of like your hero, or at least, you know, your, your protagonist, and he kind of just devolves into the antagonist towards the end. As you mentioned, he on, you're, you're on his side, but as he starts to lose his grip on reality, it's like, you just start to pity him. And then, you know, mm-hmm. when he, when he believes he's, he's marrying his, uh, his sweetheart after she gets murdered and he sees her ghost, and it's like, yo, this is getting dark as hell. <laughs> And then, I mean, and, then, and Viola is the one that has to kill him, or at least supposedly. Um, you know, and, and that 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 is, uh, you know, it took a lot of for her to do that. And uh, I, I like the, how the drama just gets built up throughout the uh, throughout the OVA all the way to the end. I think that the problem Viola has is that she has to cooperate with the Earth government, otherwise they yeah. will come after her as well. Because uh, this whole thing. Uh, the uh, orbital frame project done in secret, mm-hmm. and once they get found out, they have to deny all responsibility. Um, exactly, which is unfortunate. But uh, w- Mike, what are your thoughts on this uh, OVA? Uh, I wouldn't quite describe it as a as an epic as Dustin here does in the uh, the commentary for the on MHQ. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's unfortunately suffers due to its length. Um, mm. We don't get quite enough time with these characters to really form that much of a bond with them, although we can empathize with their situations. Um, I love the design of the Idolo. It's a very prototype-looking orbital frame that looks just enough like the JT and the Anubis that it could have come from both. Um, uh, I really like the 
the introduction of Viola here. It's nice to see a character from the, the actual game. Um, there's not much we could do with Leo, uh, really, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because at this time he's having family problems and uh, we don't really want to see a kid cry on screen for an hour and 30 minutes. What are we going to do? See him watch him um, walk to school? <laughs> watch him play with his friends that don't actually like him that much. Eat, his, uh, eat, eat lunch? Yo. <laughs> yeah. Focus on them asshole kids that end up, some of them end up getting killed. <laughs> we get to see more of the process of Metatron turning someone into an insane person. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that happens to uh, Noman throughout uh, the in-between of Zoe 1 and 2. Um we, it, well, something I find interesting about the Zone the Ender series, we never actually find out much about Metatron. It's just a magic metal that's in Mars mm-hmm. on an honest moons. That um, may or may not be conscious. It may, or, yeah, may or may not have a will of its own, um, or it could just be the ravings of crazy people. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, the the ending, especially, uh, I I love because it is so tragic it's it's a man who's lost the love of his life who has a robot that's making him hallucinate that she's still alive and that they're getting married and uh meanwhile his mech is destroying the earth army <laughs> and then he gets shot to bits um uh, i really like it um i think i like it a bit more than the series but uh oh. we'll get more into that in a moment absolutely uh, yo saber anything you wanted to add Mm. I mean, the the interesting part about the OVA is that you see Rod Radium, uh, you know, descend into madness and in, into evil because he, he starts off as this, you know, your typical idealistic soldier who wants to, you know, uh, end the fighting, do his, his part for Mars, marry his, his fiance. And then, you know, as, as he gets into the, the Idolo and, you know, he, he starts to succumb to the power that this, this, this robot can give him, it's, it's, quite shocking really to see how how much he's corrupted i mean you can probably recall that scene when he uh, exposes the spy who's um recording the the test sessions and he he beats this guy to a bloody pulp while laughing like a maniac and like it it freaks everyone out that spy also happens to be the same earth officer that caves in his friend's face at the beginning of oh yeah that's right so yeah um, but I mean, it, it, it's a really cool start-off point for some of the Enders, mm-hmm. and it it shows you the universe, the the principal conflicts going on. It also has pretty cool music that also carries over f- uh, into the the TV show because it's just the same composer. Oh yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly cool that uh, it ends basically with the beginning of the game. Though you know, it it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been cool if they included that with the game itself instead of having it as a separate release. They already had the dem the demo in the, in there. You couldn't fit any more in there. Yo, it was the There's other no room on the disc. It was the other half of the story that we didn't get for the first game. Yo, that was the- yeah. <laughs> they said. Effort, we'll just animate it. Get the game out the door. Mm. <laughs> but that's what's up. Um, <laughs> um, Neil, any thoughts about this? Uh, I know it's been a while since you've seen it. What that anime? I'll be uh, the, the, the one thing I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the OVA. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, but I was confused because I never played the game. So, because it, it goes into the first game, so it was it was cool to watch, and I, I liked, like Chris had said, the aesthetic was really nice and everything. But you know, I kind of didn't know where it went. So I guess that was maybe the um, the thing that. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it pretty 
pretty much. I mean, just as a kind of a standalone. I mean, I thought it was just kind of a cool thing. But you guys are right. You do start seeing these characters, and they are kind of interesting. And then you're like, oh, it's over with. Okay. So, you know, but that that's a lot of animes and OVAs. So. <laughs> Hey, Chris, anything you wanted to, uh, uh, anything you had uh, that you didn't get to add beforehand that you wanted to mention about this before we jump into the TV show? Oh, okay. Chris, are you, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> go <for it. laughs> anything you wanted to add about the show, uh, about the OVA? Hello? I, 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 I get, you probably say no and it's not picking it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> You there? Can you hear us? We're coming through. Yes, I have nothing more to add about uh, the OVA. Cool. No, no. What about you, bro? Me, for the most part, I I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting start to what we would see in the TV show. I didn't think it would actually factor that heavily into the TV series as we're, we're about to get into as well. But I did enjoy uh, old. Uh, I enjoy. I did enjoy Radium as the uh, as the as the focus because he made for an interesting. Uh, driving force for the for the series and also of course the uh the conflict between earth and mars it's that old that old song done uh, done done by somebody else you know we've seen it recently with uh iron-blooded orphans and we've seen it in other things as well you know the marshes being treated like plebs so um what why why shouldn't they be total recall total recall give these people air do it <laughs> But yeah, it was it was uh, awesome to see all these touchstones that were very familiar, but still feel felt fresh in this OVA. I can't say it's the 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 best OVA I ever watched. The animation quality wasn't as good as I would like an OVA to be, but um, they did a pretty good job. And it's 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 sun, early two thousand sunrise. Uh, I'm kind of a fan of that period of sunrise, so it was nice to see that they were the uh, the animation studio behind this. So um, if I was to give it a rating, I would probably give it three point five uh, uh, cock. Cockpits out of five. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Chris. Chris, what would you rate this? Three and a half Metatrons. There you go. Neo, what would you rate this? Um, I'd say th- three and a half. What's, where's this going? Because <laughs> I didn't know at the time. <laughs> three and a half. Yeah, you're just, you're, yeah, just kind of confused. I'm like, what? What's going on? Yo, three and a half. No, it was out of five. <laughs> Yeah, but it was enjoyable. Still the same. Absolutely. And uh, Mike, what would you give this? Uh, I'd say a strong 3.5. There you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, last but not least, Saber, what would you rate this, sir? I'll join the consensus and say three and a half Dead Space Waifus. There you go, man. You there played you with it. Good stuff. Dead Space Waifus it is. Y'all. <laughs> the, pretty good. Pretty the, good. The wedding that will never be. And we're going to see more of that in the TV series of <laughs> Dolores <laughs> I. Uh, it's a 26 episode series, and this time the focus is on everyday working man, James Links, a.k.a. John Carter, as he struggles. The robust father. He's the robust father. The who dirty, struggles, grizzled old man. Who struggles with his drinking and his uh, his lack of father fatherhood <laughs> as he reads his books trying to learn how to become a a, a good father uh, we 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 see him on his journey as a trucker from uh, Mars you see him uh, space trucker space, no, right. space, space trucker space trucking y'all come on <laughs> let's go space trucking that should have been the theme song but I will say the theme song or to this convoy. show yeah oh yeah exactly the theme song to this show is phenomenal. 
I, I hated it at first, and it grew on me. The zone of, I forget what the name of the song is, but it's so zone of the Enders. It's zone such Enders. butt rock that my, uh, my <laughs> every time I every time I heard it, I needed to take a deuce because it was <laughs> it was so. Gotta get some on danger. Oh my yo you freaking yo we gotta we gotta always seek out the danger because uh, that's that's what that song. It, it it encourages us too, but that theme song to that show would get me hype every almost every time. By the time we were done, well, like the third episode, I was like, "Yo, this song is growing on me. It's great," and you'd hear it throughout the show because it'd be on uh, be on James' radio as he's trucking. But um, so bad it's good. Exactly. Getting back to the story, uh, James ends up being the unwitting uh, transporter in his space truck of a uh, a new suit. Uh, a new uh, orbital frame that's kind of uh, obscured in a box called the Dolores, uh, which is a familiar name, uh, aka Isis, is its uh, alternative name. And these mysterious men are after it and damn near kill him to get their hands on it. And uh, James ends up teaming up with the uh, with the Dolores, which has its own sentient AI, um, which sounds like a young girl who's just learning the world. And he kind of adopts her as his daughter in this kooky kooky story <laughs> as he travels to earth a wanted man because of uh what he's carrying inside the ship um and then he is reunited with his uh long lost children who uh he separated from during a divorce from his wife uh what we learned at the actually at the end of the ova is that he's the husband of um one of the people involved with the project that uh was featured in um Italo. Um, she's the, uh, the, she's the, he's the white, sorry, he's the husband of Rachel Stewart Lynx, who is uh, actually voiced by, uh, old Haman Khan from, uh, Zeta Gundam. She, uh, she was one of the main scientists. She was one of the people that, uh, Radium was trying to save when he broke into the, the enemy forces ship towards the end of the OVA. And she ended up getting taken by them. Um, so we don't know what her whereabouts are at the start of the series, but, uh, once James becomes a wanted man, he reunites with his children and, uh, they end up getting drawn into his crazy, uh, uh, crazy situation and also become wanted as well his daughter noel and his son leon and we get to see pretty much their lives get turned upside down as they end up uh, going on a huge uh a huge quest to get the dolores back from earth to mars in order to uh, uh track down the people that are searching for them but uh I'll, so he's getting his ass back to mars he's getting his ass mm-hmm. back to mars it's one big it's like it's like fury road yeah <laughs> Going back to Mars. They go from Mars and then they go. It's like Fury Road, but in space. (laughs) They go from Mars to Earth and then back. (laughs) And a lot of craziness happens between we have uh, we team up with mafia dudes and all sorts of adventures. But before I ramble on, I'll go ahead and turn it over to uh, Saber real quick. Saber man, what are your overall thoughts on uh, uh, Dolores I? Well, at first the show seems like. It's very different in tone compared mm-hmm. to the games and the OVA. I mean, you have this this bumbling old space trucker guy who's piloting a pink robot, mm-hmm. and it's not at least a shame of not, not the least ashamed of it. Um, you know, he he's trying to get back to his children who hate him. You know, because they oh, blame yeah. him for um, for the for the divorce of of their uh, from their mother, and you know, they think uh, her mother uh, their mother is dead, but you know, it turns out she's alive. Um, you know, he he is not your everyday mecha protagonist no, at all. Not and, at all. And, and that that is that is what makes this show so refreshing. I mean, he's a grown ass man <laughs> who's having having drinking problems. He's having problems with his marriage, with his kids who are already uh, adults. This man is in his and, deep forties. <laughs> yeah. 
he doesn't he doesn't actively go out to kill people, but no. when he has to, he doesn't go home and then cry about it later. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this 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 guy knows how the world works for the most part. I mean, he's he's kind of like Dingo in that regard, though he's mm-hmm. certainly older. I mean, they both have military backgrounds, and uh, as opposed to to Leo, who was a civilian until he joined uh, the uh, the space force in in the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very amusing fetch quest that they go on. I mean, it's, it's you know, they, they go from, from Mars to Earth, they go back into space, they, they try to find their mother, or rather his wife, uh, they, they try to clear their names, they're, they're running away from this totally super racist uh, Earth Force uh, <laughs> officer who always refers, refers to him as John Carter of Mars. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, he doesn't care. I mean, Mars people are are, 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 are icky. They stink. They shouldn't exist. So much yada, yada, yada. so he was willing to suffocate a child <laughs> later wow. on in the show and yeah. fire his gun into a crowd of civilians because <laughs> he just wanted some information on where I John Carter was. Hey, uh, we're, we're referring to Bon Dorflum. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> But he got his in the end. He sure and, did. And, and, his, and his poor eight, uh, what was his name, Samijin, who later took Sammy over? Sammy J. Yeah. Who, who knew his, his, his boss was crazy, but you know, went with it anyway until he had enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, the, the problem I have with this show is that it is uh, kind of rem- removed from the overall plot of, of the games. I oh, mean, yeah. it, it takes place in between the two games, uh, but there's very little reference to what's going on. I mean, Norman does show up. In between episodes, a few times, right. and we also see the, the Anubis. But you know, his plans have not come to fruition yet. I mean, we haven't actually talked about Norman as as, a, as the main antagonist of this franchise. I mean, oh, yeah. he is he's this military commander of Baram who uh, is piloting the Anubis, which is the most powerful orbital frame in existence <laughs> because it can you know basically replace. And you know, he's by, by the, the end son, of the second, he's the son of the lead researcher that created the orbital frames, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's he like his his father was the main researcher of Metatron, yeah. who was building this uh this military fortress that was supposed to pop out WMDs, but was actually like meant to like swallow the solar system or something like that. It, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, like the the story of Dolores Eye is very self-contained. I mean, you can you can, you cannot have played the games and still get what's going on. But I would have liked to some more references to the the games, so you can tell. Okay, this is the same universe. So like, if if there was like a cameo of uh, of Dingo anywhere or something like that, that would have been enough. Um, well, what about Taper? It precedes part two, so no chance Taper would show up. Thank God. But um, um, halfway through halfway through the show, they they reference Judy being stolen, and yes. when no man shows up, they, yeah, they they acknowledge the first game's occurrence, but you know, in, in this case it's kind of weird because you know, the the plot of the first game is so thin compared to the show it's like there's not much that you can interact because you know, it's like I said, it's like if Gundam ended in episode 2 and then you're doing like 8th MS team as the side story to that, it's like well how are they going to interact if Gundam is so short? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what was endearing about the show is, is James as a character as a whole. I mean, he, trying to get his family back together, trying to mend his, his uh, estranged marriage, mm-hmm. um, trying basically, to... He's basically adopting Dolores. 
as yes, another like child. Basically, <laughs> basically turning Dolores the robot into into like his third child. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's it's very cheesy. It's very funny, but yeah. but, but that's what's very what's scary, so, uh, endearing about the show. It's probably the most lighthearted out of all the Zoe entry, the, the Zone of the Enders entries that oh, we talked about today. Absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, um, it, it's a it's a fun show. It it has its length, like. The middle part is, is stretching a bit too far for my taste because right. nothing is going on. We're still stuck on Mars, mm-hmm. trying to get to uh, that that uh, that research area, and you know, driving through sandstorms and all that. Mm-hmm. Mars farmers, yeah, Mars farmers, <laughs> growing giant crops of uh, corn. It was one or, of the, one, the, one of the one of the like uh, burning. Uh, was this uh, South Burning from Eighth uh, Em? Yeah. Uh, sorry, from Double O Eighty Three. Or or that that old dude who's trying to to restore the space shuttle. On yeah, Earth. yo, Cape Canaveral, yo, son. <laughs> <laughs> they just stole the space shuttle and went back to space. Yo, anime loves Cape Canaveral, man. I have seen it depicted mm-hmm. in so many things, and and sure enough, it, it's it, it's old and decrepit by the time we roll around in Zone of the Unders, uh, Dolores. <laughs> but uh, it was fun to see mm-hmm. that guy trying to resurrect the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the cops, uh, yo, FHP showing up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I will say though is, um, Zone of the Enders has something that I really would have would have liked to see with another Gundam show, mm-hmm. um, like the, the show. Uh... <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, Transformers, bad. bro. Oh, raw, 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 raw franchise. That's Transformers, Sorry. man. Yeah. Get it right. Um, the, <laughs> the, end, the end game of of the show is this giant battle uh, around the space elevator, mm-hmm. and you know the, the elevator is falling, and they try to prevent like massive catastrophe, and. What happens in this show? I really would have liked to see in Double O second season, yeah, where like they they oh, gloss over this attack on the space elevator. I, I mean, like they really Can't talk about that season. It's the worst season. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like it, it's like a multi-episode arc where like they try to prevent this this giant thing falling on on Earth at the speed of sound mm-hmm. and would utterly destroy it. And you know, Double O, it's like oh, well, they, they just purchased some parts, and you know, four months later, everything is cool again. Yeah, the yeah. the the the, blow, the the blowback on that in Double O was a little swift because I mean, something like that is a catastrophic event that they managed to kind of escape past. Although I didn't mind it so much because the the pace of that show was fast anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're kind of caught up in the pace at the time. But retroactively looking at it, it should have been fast like, and bad. It should have been like <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like Break the World. Where Break the World had a lasting, I think, I, if I oh, remember correctly, that last effect yeah it, it was it, a downward spiral yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last of the effect Woo, that, that, that that set the tone wow. for everything else yo shout out to uh mal he says let's not forget the ultimate plot bubble pete the cat <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yo, indestructible oh, yeah. pete if pete was on so, deck no one was getting hurt <laughs> very plot armor <laughs> he he is the eternal rival to that dog from victory gundam yes yeah. yes indeed yeah that dog that dog was mad safe in that show <laughs> Flanders, Flanders, the dog. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, um, I, you know, the, the show does have its downsides, as you mentioned. Uh, I know that when it comes to, I, I'd say the intensity of the story and the pacing, it, it can it can drag a bit. It was nice to watch the show in big. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice to watch the show in big bunches because uh, it, it kind of helped you go through that by binge watching the show. But watching it week to week, it might it might have been a, a slight struggle. But uh, let me go ahead and ask Chris because Chris, you actually really enjoyed the show. Uh, from from my from my um, previous conversations with you, at least I believe so. It's mainly because of the main tag, the main protagonist, uh, James Links. Man, uh, what are your thoughts on this series? 
Yeah, he definitely sticks out because, as has been mentioned, he is a mega protagonist. You mm-hmm. look at a character like Leo, he is the cliche of the young civilian boy who gets cut up. It's like, why do adults mess things up? Oh, <laughs> Stop like, killing you know, each I, other. I can- <laughs> I, I can only take so much of that kind of character that we've had. Uh, alcoholic, bad father mm-hmm. is a breath of fresh air. Yes. Who's reading self help? That's hilarious. That was hilarious that you said that. An you know, the way bad he approaches. <laughs> breath of fresh air. The, the, the way he approaches things from pilots who would be younger like for example his encounters with rebecca you know who's this sort of like uh you've um patriotic dumbass mm-hmm. believing in everything about barham until he sets her straight if this was some other show the young pilot would be like oh we shouldn't fight i love you oh. <laughs> but james does not treat her that way no <laughs> she's got some, some sense in her issues. You know, and it's refreshing to see something handled that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the cast of characters and the fact that this guy starts off and he is just not a great pilot. And he's got this weird pink robot that is hanging out with him. It just is so mismatched and unlikely, but it works. I will agree that the pacing is definitely off especially in the middle but i think the payoff is good and i love some of these little moments in the series like when james finally meets the author book yes Mm. oh my god that's a great episode and his his delinquent son and and finds out that that this guy's not what he is cracked up to be oh no (laughs) well he also some great stuff the author of that book also lives in some idyllic colony where no one ever fights anyone so love and the peace (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was it was cool to see more exploration of mars uh it was surprising that there were so many ties to Idolo, which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. And I definitely enjoyed the idea of this last battle of teaming up to stop Radium from uh, initiating a catastrophe by destroying the orbital elevator. So it, yeah. it was a very refreshing take on the whole understanding thing. Like when when he walked out into that firefight and you know told everybody how how, how does it matter where you're born and you know look at me I have this hot yeah. waifu from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. And he, he kisses her in front of all those fighting all those dudes with guns and they just put down their guns. It's like what are we doing this for? <laughs> Why do we hate each other? <laughs> If they can do it, if they can do it, why can't we? <laughs> Yo, man, I didn't think it would that would play into the storyline at all. That the, that he was from Earth and she was from Mars, and that uh, that 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 their their union having kids uh, would actually kind of you know help them in the long run with them uh, you know uh, you know kind of helping to ease some of the tensions of racism in the show. Uh, of course, it didn't ease tensions with that that piece of shit Bond Dorflum, but. Uh, the guy ended up being like a Keystone cop anyway. Like he would show up and he would screw things up. I, I think the best moment with him is when him and James—he was a low rent space Zenigata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Super racist, Zenigata. His best moment is when him and James are fighting on the side of this orbital elevator. And they're both, they're, they're both <laughs> <laughs> risking falling to their deaths. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> what, a, what about his, uh, his death scene? Oh, when, he's, when he makes, the, when he makes the, the, the great choice of jacking another pilot for his suit and then ends up piloting and then suit attacking the main boss and Ex- enemy exactly. with, a, with a grunt suit. <laughs> uh, idiot. And he gets swatted like a, like a fly. I was like, thank you. He doesn't just explode though. He gets it really hard. He flies oh. out of the cockpit and just falls for about fifteen <laughs> seconds. Exactly, <laughs> exposed to the elements of Mars too, which is the best part. Because in this, it's it, Mars has been. Go ahead. It's about the same level of of, of funny death as uh, Yuna Roma Saban from uh, from Sea Destiny. No! <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Our our homeboy from uh, Victory Gundam. I forget his name. Uh, guy with the glasses. <laughs> I forget his name. Crashes his ship Oliver. and what's that? Oliver. Yeah, Oliver crashes his plane into the radial. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. And of course, the real rock guy. That guy. Yeah. We always we always have a hearty laugh. And Carl, the real rock guys. Yeah, he's always he's always up there. And cats. And Chronicle too. Don't yeah. forget Chronicle. Yo, Chronicle. Oh yes. Blink. Well, he, yeah, he bounces and breaks That's... his neck. Yes. Yes. That's actually the funnier than. Oliver's just sad because he's a retard. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Mentally challenged. Yeah. <laughs> something of, Dif- something differently other. abled. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insulted people with a retardation. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yo, Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on the on 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 the series? Um, definitely. Uh, a light to tone, a happy, a happy go lucky kind of a feel to it. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's some sinister shit going on in the background, but it's. Uh, it's not treated really with that much uh, seriousness. It's it's kind of glossed over, really. Um, I liked it overall. I've watched it uh, quite a few times. I've had it in my collection for many years now. Oh yeah, and yeah, I li- I like it a lot. Um, I I think I like the OVA a little bit more. I only because I'm more interested in seeing the behind the scenes stuff of those characters and the the political situation a little bit more. But uh, yeah. I do appreciate that we've got this. This old ass man who uh, gets drunk and tries to pick up women in bars um, <laughs> after each truck journey, um, getting saddled with this uh, this cutesy pink uh, Futa robot. Futa um, robot. We call him his uncle or her yeah, uncle, sir uncle or something like that. It's yeah. So weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you guys have already covered most of it, but uh, it's just a shame that we're never going to get any more Zone the Enders <laughs> after this. This is it. This is, yo, yo, this this is the final. We get one episode to talk about this. <laughs> yep. well, Make uh, it last. We, we might, Rip Zoe. We, we, one thing we haven't really delved into is the return of uh, Old Radium. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was hinted towards like throughout most of the, I guess, most of the first half, but then the big reveal that he's still alive and he's still crazy as <laughs> As balls, <laughs> crazier now. Crazier. I mean, granted, he could keep his composure for the most part. They kind of put on airs, but once you get him in the suit, that messes over. I loved um, the final set piece with this because they brought it back to the church, uh, back to the chapel, the, the metaphysical chapel. And mm. this time, instead of uh, 
instead of a uh, uh, viola being there, it's James this time having to fight this crazy bastard. <laughs> and, and the fist fight in the church. <laughs> the fist, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I didn't think we'd be coming back here, but here we are. And they, they run back the scene where Viola shoots or is, is there to shoot him. But this time, uh, of course, you know, she's not really there because at this point, um, she's already doing she's the, dead. The, Yeah, she's dead. So mm-hmm. um, she can't it, yeah, actually intervene, but the, the memory of her was still there. But then, you know, James and uh, Dolores have to get involved because for those who don't know, the AI inside of uh, of the Dolores uh, uh, orbital frame, she's uh, um, she's actually based on the uh, the the character Dolores from Idolo. So uh, she's kind of like a, a resurrected version of her. Uh, and so you have on one side uh, Radium's uh, I- idea of Dolores in his head or the ghost that haunts him, driving him to be crazy. And then you have the actual AI based on the Dolores that passed away in the OVA aiding James. And I love the fact that she has a crisis of conscience somewhere along the way. And she kind of wants to self deactivate because she finds out the truth about herself and ISIS. It kind of reminded us of, uh, what was it? SPT Lasner when ISIS would kick in and she, it would freak, it would freak out. Uh, you mean Foron and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Foron. <laughs> Not ISIS. Yeah. Yeah, ISIS is Dolores. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> For ISIS, the yeah. yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, the way, the way, it would, the way it would kick in, um, it would freak out, uh, Dolores. And then, uh, she, um, she kind of just, you know, had to, had to sort that out and take advantage of that in the end. And I, I really, I really dug her development. Um, even though, you know, she was be silly at times when, when the plot development, it's a robot. Yeah. But I mean, her character had, (laughs) her character grew and I I appreciate the series for that. She could have been the same thing from start to finish and she wasn't. Yeah. And, uh, I, I I did enjoy that. Split personality of a killer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Mm Yeah, let's you let's swap, let's delve into this. And zeros around. She's a she's a mass murderer. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Can't definitely. This shows. I mean, look at the links here. Mm-hmm. Evil AI killing people only for protection. You know, to self preservate themselves and killing everybody till no one's left standing. Named ISIS. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It's all for a circle. The the Japanese knew. Uh, they knew way back in two thousand one. Huh? It all makes sense now. <laughs> well, but no, this is always the um, the whole thing. This is the cautionary tale of AI. Mm-hmm. You have a situation like this <laughs> where you have. Here. Well, I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest. This this, this show is what like two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, maybe something like two thousand one, two thousand one. Even then, they knew AI is not you. You have a situation where you can lose control of it. I and you, you give it, you give it for a while. You, then, yeah. What? You've been putting this together on the corkboard for a while now, just linking it all with the pins and the string. Well, it, it, it all, makes sense now. it all relates. It all relates. Yeah, absolutely, two thousand one, the year of hell. And when, <laughs> and when the robots rise, people like Solbro will be killed instantly. But you people bet. like me will be, will be fighting back and retaken. Our clear, our clean blue world. Wait, no, that's not the wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong tagline. The OS exposed. Woo! No, but yeah, no, but that that is, you know, I guess that's been the science fiction dilemma for what since the '60s when it comes to talking about robots and all that. So ever since Metropolis, probably. For, yeah, the '20s. Yeah, '20s or th- what, '30s, right? Yeah, '30s. So yeah. Absolutely. And I, I enjoyed the fact that, yes, grizzled old drunken dude driving a space truck. Come on. <laughs> I mean, how much Drinking more awesome beer in zero G. 
Exactly. How much more awesome would this be? I mean, you know, bad father, bad husband, you know. I, I will say, though, um, despite the somewhat loony starts of the game, mm-hmm. uh, of, of the series, I would say that the show has one of the strongest final episodes I've seen in recent years. I agree. Like, yeah. I, I, I re- Sure. I really like yeah. how this show ends. Yeah, Yazi brought up uh, about the redemption of Radium towards the end, too. The fact that actually uh, the, the, his character was allowed to, you know, kind of come full circle and find his sanity towards the end. I did dig that instead of him just going out like the crazy last boss. You know, I I was hoping that there would be at least kind of a a cycle back to, you know, to, to, to him going back to one and then realizing he was doing pretty much terrible things. So uh, mm. it was cool to or see. Or terrible. That, yeah. Terrible, yes. yes. Or terrible things. <laughs> he did terrible and terrible things. So <laughs> remember, there is this, the subspecies, the Charles Barkley. Yeah, the bar- that we have to speak to. <laughs> Yo, Barkley don't approve. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, before, uh, if anything uh, uh, about the ending, go ahead and continue. Because uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and use that uh, as a jump up point to wrap things up. But go ahead. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's it's a really great final battle between mm-hmm. the two of them. I mean, it's like even though there's like a, a, a big space battle going on outside. Yeah. Um, you know, you just have Radium and and um, and James fight it out, uh, both metaphysical and in in the real realm. And then, and then you know, um, the spirit of Dolores starts making everything crazy, and mm. it, it, it's a, it's a great scene. I mean, especially like when Dolores tries to pull her sacrifice to to stop the elevator from falling, and you know, James is sitting there on on that um, that maintenance shaft, and you know, he's crying because like this this robot who he accepted as his daughter is basically dying and trying to save everybody. It's 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 a cool Pussy. ending. <laughs> and, and, and then they pull this 180 where it's like one year or like a, a few months later and you know they they plug what's left of Dolores into their, their spaceship and you know he he knocked up his his wife again with her third child which is probably going to be named Dolores it's oh. it's it's a funny ending considering how um one year later in the in the timeline of some of the enders everything will go to shit with the second yeah. runner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it it's funny because the the way that Dolores ends, it's like okay, yeah, uh, the conflict between Barum and Earth is is over, and then you know, cut uh, jump forward one year, and it's like uh, we have this giant fortress of mass destruction that will you know swallow the entire solar system, and this crazy guy in the Anubis trying to kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit disconnected, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it is, but again, bit. again, when they developed the, the the show, they didn't know that part two was coming. <laughs> so, yeah, in the long like, run, like, yeah, it, it doesn't seem to line up all that well yeah. in in light of the second game. But I, I still like to think that these guys get to have got to have a happy yeah. life, even the, the, in spite of the that. Parallel, show. I would the parallel I would draw is that um, it's kind of like the ending of Double Zeta, and then Shara's counterattack comes along, mm-hmm. sort of like that. Mm. Yeah. Since you know James and, and his wife are no longer around, yeah, and you know someone else has to save the universe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, any other thoughts from anyone about the uh, the final episode at all? Nope. I, I I'll, I'll give my overall uh, final thoughts then. Um, I, for the most part, I, I really enjoyed this show. It was a lot of fun. Um, I I I enjoyed James as a prote- as a protagonist for. Uh, throughout the entire series, I, I noticed that they took a lot of nods to John McClane with his character. 
<laughs> yeah, the Die Hard episode. Yo, the Die Hard episode was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he would always wear that. He'd always wear a wife beater. Like he was like the anime Bruce Willis for the most part, uh, dealing with uh, getting reunited with his uh, his kids. Maybe a little bit of Fifth Element Bruce Willis thrown in there. But uh, yeah, James James is definitely an interesting protagonist, and and to see how how a character of that age would be in a, a situation like this. I, I kind of welcome it, and I would like to see more of it. Not not on a regular basis, but every once in a while, it'd be nice to see a, a, a middle-aged uh, lead mm. who has gotten past all that angsty teen shit is dealing with real-world shit. You know, that's really cool. And it has his own demons that he has to dig up, because it wasn't always... Sunshine and Rainbows with him and his wife. They you they show you how the how things fell apart between them. They show the e- events leading up to the divorce. You know, there's some real world shit in here. Uh, there's even shit with his son, where his son has like an obsession with his mom, and that that gets shown real early in the series when he's banging <laughs> his boss, and they actually have sex, and they don't show it, but you know they boned, and even his sister is disgusted by that shit. I love that scene. It's like, yo, I didn't expect the show to go these places. It's really cool. Isn't his sister like? <laughs> Standing in the next room yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> probably hearing, probably hearing all the smacking. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that shit tripped me out. It's like, yo, this is really going places psychologically. I didn't expect it to go. And Leon, he shaped up too. We didn't talk really much about the kids, but Leon definitely came through. And Noelle, she was pretty much the same from start to finish, but I liked her. I wish they, they kind of alluded that she had some piloting skills in the beginning of the show because she worked out in construction and she handled like the heavy uh construction suits and i thought that maybe she would get her own suit somewhere along the way like maybe jack one of the uh the military suits and be able to like retrofit that for her own use i'm i'm, I'm really sad that they didn't do that i mean she had pretty much had her be there to be more so in assistance and and take care of pete but um i liked the character i just wish they did more with noel uh at when the series was going through but it's cool rebecca uh, she annoyed the hell out of me, but I know it's it's not like I haven't seen characters like that before. And she eventually got uh, the picture towards the end. I just wish she listened to James a whole lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she just wanted really... Danny Radium to notice her. That's all she wanted. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we never much explained about her on, and her like her wingmates. I mean, they they call Radium father, but you know, it's certain that they that they are not his biological kids. No, he's more so yeah. a steward over them, and that's about it. He's he's pretty much mm-hmm. there their 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 mentor and uh he's out of his damn mind and she just wants that acceptance that he'll never get because he's obsessed with something else uh so she was a girl that was wanting something and you know it took her a while to realize that this guy is out of his gourd (laughs) and he would give you up for nothing so uh i'm glad to see she finally got the picture towards the end and i was surprised that her cohort survived that one of them died throughout the one of them (laughs) but that that dude managed to pull out so it was like yo that's cool (laughs) he made it Whatever their names were, who cares? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if there's no other final, uh, any any, uh, any any other final things come to mind before we give our ratings? Uh, nope. All right. Well, it's I'll... a it's a sadly overlooked show that certainly deserves more exposure than it than it, than it got. But yeah. that's that can be said for the entirety of Zone of the Enders. Exactly. Yes. It's definitely, definitely definitely eclectic watch. If you guys can get your hands on it, um, you probably find it at a, at a swap meet or something for cheap. So. <laughs> If you do, I encourage uh, I encourage you guys to. No, no, I mean, be proud that you own that stuff. I own I own yeah. weird animes too, man. It's a I got them on my DVD shelf. I've never known other people to own them. It's like, yo, this is this is this is in my library, son, and nobody else's. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and throw uh, uh, the first rating over to uh, you, Mike. Uh, what would you rate the TV show for for, um, uh, for uh, Dolores I? 
Uh, I want I want to give it a four, even though I said I prefer the OVA. I, I'll give it four. UPK, Mr. Falcons. Out yes, five. yes. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. <laughs> Saber, what would you rate this? Uh, what would you rate um, I would say three and a half robot footers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neo, what would you rate the TV show? Oh, I'd have to give this. Um... Three and a half methed up space truckers out of five. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing the trucks oh, in the space sorry. colonies. I'm sorry, Crank. That's what they do. Yeah, Crank. they just yo, yo Crank. Yeah. <laughs> my, my bad. Nice. Great, uh, uh, Dolores. I. I will give it three and a half John Carters out of five. Sweet. And John uh, Carters. I will give it a solid four. Robust fathers out of five, man. Robust, <laughs> so robust, yo. Craving the danger, craving the danger, yo. That opening thing. I wish I could use it, but I tested YouTube, and that shit would get your video turned down. So I couldn't play it tonight, unfortunately. But if you guys can hook it, you'll have it in the recorded it. version. Uh, maybe, maybe so. I'll put it in the recorded version. We'll see. But uh, yo, Yasa says three point five. Give me more danger out of five. <laughs> give me more danger. Yeah, that's my shit. I'm telling you, I love that shit. But yeah, man, that was uh, Dolores I, and that's a wrap up to our entire uh, coverage of Zone of the Enders, uh, the series. Forever. Know, forever, yeah, man. Never, we, never will happen again. <laughs> Yo, we closed the book on this bitch. <laughs> uh, before we do it, I wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Um, I was recently re watching a uh, YouTube video on, of this channel called Two Best Friends Play. Yeah. And they had this like one hour long coverage of. The Zone of Enders HD collection, mm-hmm. and they closed out with a statement. I wanted your opinion on yeah. because big, big. Would you would you agree that Zone of Enders is the quote least overrated game of all time? <laughs> the least <laughs> overrated game. Yeah. <laughs> second okay. runner. Yes. Yeah. I suppose so. I mean, it doesn't really get a lot of hype. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely runs under the radar. For the most part, I mean, it's enjoyable if you get your hands on it and you love mecha, you love mecha, mecha-based games. It's definitely one of the uh, best ones to get into, especially the second runner. I'd definitely say the first, mm. the first, the first game is more so a concept than a game. But yeah, I, I would. I, I sounds I, like I the would, sounds like an opening sequence more yeah, than anything. It pretty much it should have been like the opening sequence <laughs> of the first of the second game. If you know what you're doing, it's less than two hours, so yeah, it could just be the first part of the game. If yeah, you want I to mean see it that way. Exactly. <laughs> when, you, when, the, when it finally goes over to the opening credits and stuff, you're like, oh, okay, well, time to go get a sandwich. You know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to see what, what other stuff Kojima has been doing other than uh, Metal Gear Solid, yeah. give it a watch. I would say yeah. I would say Snatcher is probably more underrated than that. And that's another <laughs> Kojima game. Or Police Knots. Yo, Police Knots for real. Underrated. Is that spot. even translated? Not really. Not not, not an official capacity. No, just fan translation. But I, I used well, to have be a honest, Forsaken those, Saturn. Those two games are just him aping his favorite movies as hard as he can. Everything I mean, he's, every game of his is aping his <laughs> favorite know, movies at least, anime. Uh, at least Metal Gear and Zoe go kind of go their own directions, yeah. really. Um, <laughs> Police Nauts is lethal weapon in space. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> It is. Match is just Blade Runner with Terminators. Is what it is. I, I still like to imagine in my mind that Metal Gear Solid and Zone of Vienna share the same universe. Yes. <laughs> Far <laughs> future. I mean, at least they have the same me- mechanical design. I mean, it's Yoshishin cover for both, and you can tell from the, the concept art, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's very, very sleek, to be honest. But yeah, man, yo, shout out to everybody uh, on the panel today. I want to give a big thank you 
to both Sixer Mason and Archetype Saver for being on deck, man. Please, if you guys don't know, man, please check them out over on tinyurl.com slash, um, sorry, tinyurl.com slash ShinStationEU. If you guys never been there before, please go and check out what they got cooking over there. It's a uh, stream, it's a commentary stream where they uh, get down and uh, sit down and watch some of the more recent animes as well as well as run back some classics too. They saved my mm. bacon the other day when we were doing Zone of the Enders commentary for um, for Dolores Eye and my uh, my connection was asked. So they went ahead and hosted the stream for that. So you can, uh, at one time you could have saw the archive for the second uh, the second session, but that's no longer up. But go there and hit the subscribe button, man. What do you guys got cooking uh, this week? Um, we're not streaming today because mm-hmm. you know of, of oh. this um, commitment here because Absolutely. you know it's no I mean, excuse it's, for that. It's, it's, it's 6 p.m. No for me. I mean, there's there's for, no excuse. My... You're really shortchanging your fans. You should be. <laughs> I mean, you really are. We have those. Yeah, I mean, come on. Dude, dude, we used to, we used to do four-hour episode reviews. Oh my god! I dare you? Oh. Never yeah, but, again! But did you dare you complain about doing two episodes every week? Did you? <laughs> oh my god! Back in my day, podcasts were twenty hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Put them on Mavio. Yeah, but um, current currently we're doing the second season of Double O, the worst season ever. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, Probably one of the worst Gundams ever. Yeah, uh, in, in your universe, maybe. <laughs> um, but well, not mine. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stream the next people's. five episodes next week, and um, yeah. Well, we'll we're seeing what we're going after that. Uh, we'll we'll probably do another collab with another um, Chin Station uh, associate for uh, the, the recent Voltron show, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, we'll we'll see so, how that goes. I have a question. I have a yep. question about Shin Station EU. One mm-hmm. of you guys is from Britain, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where is, is, is is there is there a Brexit happening for Shin Station EU? Well, the, uh... Is it staying intact? <laughs> Well, I just need to happened. know from my podcast portfolio. <laughs> the, the breakfast, the, the breakfast, the breakfast, the well, breakfast, it's, breakfast. It's five breakfast, in the morning. That's breakfast. what I'm thinking about right now. But uh, the Brexit hasn't quite happened yet. But uh, I like to think. No, I'm, I'm saying. Got no, go. I'm saying <laughs> for. I, I know in reality it's going to happen, yeah. but I'm saying for Shin Station EU, there's not going to be. The, the, there's not Brexit happening for that. You guys are staying intact. No, no we are staying. Well, for Shin Station, you'll stay intact. Yeah. If if worse comes to where, we'll rename ourselves to Shin Station Germany and friends. Yeah, <laughs> and friends. Uh, but I like to think that we've already got uh, the guy running out the escape on the logo, so you know it's pretty much covering the Brexit already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, make sure to check him out at tinyurlcom EU and also follow him on Twitter at ShinStationEU as well. Uh, all overall great guys. You can also follow him on Twitter at archetype saber and at sixer mason um and big ups to them because they had to wake up at like three four in the morning to do this in their neck of the woods so i i, I and, and I, if anything i know chris is tired i'm exhausted and these guys <laughs> had to take a nap wake up and come on and do this so uh, we, we waited months for this to happen. i'm, I'm actually exactly. pretty good i might go out and yep. i might go out later, yo so neil's on the west coast so we ain't got shit to worry about <laughs> Hey, I, I was on the I was on their time zone once. I woke up two thirty in the morning to watch the friggin' Super Bowl. Good lord! When I was in the Middle East, what? Yeah, God yeah, because um, uh, where I was at, an hour ahead of them. Mm-hmm. They're nine hours. They're nine hours ahead of me. And, and one's in Germany and one's in Britain, right? One of you guys is in 
Yeah. So, yeah, so nine hours for Germany, and then where I was at was ten hours, Ooh, an wow. additional hour. So, yeah, <laughs> it sucks, um, dude. It's a, it's a, yeah. And uh, now that I think about it, should we also give a rating for the games? Um, I, we we could have overall. Um, well, okay, well, uh, I'll let you guys rate them. I I would give it. I would give the first one probably three out of five, and the second game four point five out of five, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, three three point five out of five for the first one. Of, I I'm gonna go and be one of those guys and say, nah, the second game's perfect. Five out of five. Hey, I, wow, I, I no. can't find anything wrong with it. I enjoy nah. it every time I play it. So. I respect mm-hmm. that. I do. Uh, I Saber. Um, I would rate the first game three um three useless sub weapons out of five, <laughs> and the um the I, I'll, I'll join Mike on this one and say the second runner is five vector traps out of five. Very nice. Well done, well done. Uh, Chris, any, any, anything to add to that? I have no brain flush right now. Yeah, so you know, I'm going to let this man... I'm going to rate it games out of games. There you so. go. I'm going to do that. And, and Neo didn't play the first one. Anything to say about the second one uh, rating-wise, Neo? Yeah, I'll give it four out of uh, four continues out of five. There you go, sweet <laughs> stuff. And in in order to let these men get to bed, we're gonna wrap up this stream. Uh, I actually was... I have one. I have one quick thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. One very quick thing. Mm-hmm. So all the people out there right now, yes, go ahead. I need you to, and Solbro will put this information up. Yeah, sure. We all know show our. Rum drinking, Mario Kart <laughs> hating, fantasy, fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen playing guy. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we're, we're going to do a little drive here. We need to see, and you know, this is you're under no obligation to do these things. But if everybody could do at least a, to give him this man maybe a buck or two, mm-hmm. and once he hits about twenty five dollars, I'm going to match the rest of it. But I need to get him Forza Horizon three so him and I can stream this game and it would make him very happy so <laughs> so you guys do what you need to do go get it up there um Solbro put that information up I, I know you guys have all that information Yo, and things like that basically um, basically Neil would pay the difference but if you uh we're looking for, yeah, donations I would, for uh, buy, whatever mm-hmm. you can do and if mm-hmm. you can't do it don't feel bad it, you're under no obligation for those who listen but to if, the audio version up to 25 dollars yeah <laughs> I will buy the rest and ship it over to them not a big issue. For those who listen to the audio version, it's uh, on PayPal. It would be Shoji, that's S-H-O-J-I, at CFL.R.com. We're looking to do a little fundraising to help uh, show get uh, f- the new Forza for Xbox One. For Forza Australia. Horizon 3. So that way, uh, if anybody has the game, they can network and play with him as well. And also uh, add to the stream. So uh, Neil's going to pick up the rest of the tab. but uh, I will take care of the rest. Yeah. But I just want to... Um, and please tell show. Mm-hmm. Tell show... Uh, because he's not answering me. Oh yeah, he's, he's streaming right now. So he does, he's streaming right now. So he doesn't. So, so he doesn't <laughs> do spend it on other things. But sure. I appreciate it. Show appreciates it. Uh, God appreciates it. Sure. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> and, and show is streaming right now over on Twitch.tv slash awesome. Head on over there after the stream, guys. In the meantime, any uh, if there's nothing else to say, again, thank you to our guests. Thank you to our regular hosts, Chris and Neo, and of oh, course, well, our, thank you. Uh, and, and, and of course, Saber and. Uh, uh, and, and Sixer Mason, and uh, we're out of here for uh, everybody and myself, Sober Ryu. We'll see you guys later. Drive home safe and think about us. Uh, dream, dream about us. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, boy. I, I fucked hey, that boy. up so bad. Yo, dream about us. We'll see y'all later, guys. Peace.
So, what do you want me to do next, Orga? We're going. Where? To a better place. Where you and me belong. That's right! No more colonial rule! Poverty spread across the planet. And sadly, most of these victims were only children. The Alea Vignata system. They're just awful. Having it implanted is the price you pay if you want to work here. I mean, doesn't your own life matter to you at all? Of course my life matters to me. But not just mine. Everyone's. We're out of options. Our only chance now is to fight with all we've got. Let's go. Barbatos. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Oh, are you coming for me? You're not obeying your late grandfather. You're coming very close to Dio. Yeah, gotta get closer to mess you up.